Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Mozzie and the Muscle. Week 10 is in the books, another week where we got to see the rocket ship go around orbit, hopefully for the last time. Um, hopefully for the last time. Yeah, so <laughs> Mozzie, what did you see this week? I saw a whole lot of weird games, I'll tell you that. Oh, um, they were just not exactly what I was expecting from a lot of different teams. A lot of blowouts, some low scoring, some high scoring. So yeah, we got a, got a good podcast for you this week coming up uh we want to start off by talking about some of the guys that really impressed us in week 10 yeah yeah the the studs and does or the name i'm gonna pitch now um well i'm thinking about calling it uh bangers and mash um bangers and mash yeah some guys that you know just banged it out really really got you those points and and the mash were the guys that matched your hopes for the week uh (laughs) (laughs) i like it classic plan a nice uh english food there yeah yeah so um some of our bangers all right um start me off yeah so kind of had an interesting game there with detroit and cleveland so if we could talk about deshaun kaiser there for a second he was one of my bangers this week bangers yeah i like it i like it i'm rolling with it now uh he had quite a week didn't he against detroit who honestly i thought their defense would play a lot better than they ended up doing and Cleveland, who kind of played a lot better than I expected them to do. So, yeah. Yeah, I know before this, I think I know I mentioned um, that you know if there's a game that Detroit is gonna be Detroit, it's uh, <laughs> gonna be <laughs> this week. And you know, Cleveland got out to a 10-0 lead, and I think even Hugh Jackson was surprised. But um, <laughs> probably like, holy shit, we could win one, boys. Yeah, really. But yeah, this was one of those weeks where Kaiser's rushing ability really came in handy. Basically, like, I think almost 60 yards on the ground at a touchdown. That's more than most running backs, uh, especially this week, uh, will get you. Yeah, and he really impressed me through the air, too. He had some throws. He did come out of the game for a little bit, but it looks like he was able to come back in. Not exactly sure what happened with that. Yeah, yeah, I think I think he had uh, bruised ribs. He's, I think he's going to play this week. But the issue with Kaiser is his upcoming schedule, um, aside mm-hmm. from Green Bay one week, um, is pretty bad. So, um, you know, if you're at a two QB league, he's worth a look, um, you know, dynasty keeper league or something, but, um, in standard leagues, um, he may, he may have his weeks and he's getting Corey Coleman back and possibly Josh Gordon, but I don't think this is, um, something you Josh can rely Gordon. on. Yeah. Savior of the Browns. <laughs> he's coming, baby. Yeah. yeah um, no, his schedule is not very favorable this week. He's got Jacksonville, which I'd be pretty hesitant to start him with. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he got surprised this week. I'll talk about that, la- that later. More. Um, oh, baby. Yeah, so uh, next up, we've got Kirk Cousins um, as another stud. Who, despite the bad matchup, I actually uh, I benched him this week for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, mistake. Ooh. Still won. Still won. Thank you. Thanks, too. <laughs> um, I, I, benched, I benched another stud, too. But um, luckily, Jim, Jimmy Graham pretty much carried me this week. But anyway, so, um, yeah, Kirk Cousins... Um, those two rushing touchdowns were huge, huge. Uh, they they say, <laughs> Kirk. I don't, see, don't, ex, don't expect Kirky Boy to get you a, a rushing touchdown every, every single week. But yeah, but he did pretty well against a really stout uh, Minnesota defense. Yeah, that was a shootout. I I didn't expect that to be a shootout. I I thought that could have been one of those games that ended up you know super one sided. But yeah he uh, uh what's what's his name harris uh Keenan allen's cousin he was that that odell like grab he had that was that was something oh baby yeah that was sweet man i can't believe kirk yeah kirk cousins did really well i mean 28 points 
Minnesota, <clears throat> that game was really hard to pick. I remember we were talking about that last week. You, I don't know if either of us were particularly confident in who would win that one, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think we Kirk both picked Washington. Win. But yeah, Kirk Kirk was good. He's showing you he, he can be an every week starter even with a meh matchup. Um, yeah, he's he's got a spreader around. So it kind of hurts because you don't know who's going to get the ball, you know, unless you want to roll through tight end. But um, <laughs> the tight end's yeah. there if if it's a healthy Jordan Reed, which is rare. Or the replace the replacement Vernon Davis, who's who's better than a lot of tight ends in the league still. Um, True. Yeah, Kirk, Kirk's Kirk's gonna keep it up, and he, he has pretty good matchups, except for I think he has one week against. Um, he has the Chargers. He, or, eh, he has Denver in week 16, but I, I don't know if we're scared of Denver anymore. Uh, I guess we'll find out this week. Yeah, for real. Um, yeah, we could last talk night. a little bit about uh, some Panthers, right? Yeah, a lot. Whew, man. Saw the 2015 cam. Yeah, what was up with that? The Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Dolphins have shown that they shouldn't be in prime time. <laughs> yeah, I don't, how did I? Okay, I know, I know they were looking better at the end of last year, but how, how? Even if Tannehill was healthy, how did they deserve three prime time games? I yeah, seriously. Any, any whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Cam and Funchess, that connection was there. Um, I guess McCaff- well, we can mention McCaffrey too, especially uh, for PPR leagues. But they, they, the Panthers showed up, and Cam tends to show up in prime time too. I think his what they mentioned his all of his Monday night games, he's thrown two touchdowns or something like that. Is that so? I can believe yeah. it. I, I know it was like six of them. He, I don't know if he's played six. Either way, he's he's been all star in prime time on Monday night. He, he loves the spotlight, as as we know. Except yeah, a team that, right, a team that lost Kelvin Benjamin. We weren't sure how the offense was going to do moving forward. We did both still pick Panthers to do well, but mm-hmm. I don't think either of us expected Cam Newton to have a nice four TD game. Oh man, yeah. And the good thing with Cam is he always adds that that rushing, the ninety-five yards rushing. That's oh, oh, that's you what you break. He almost had that one that would have gone the whole way. Oh man. Yeah, he's he's a freak of nature. He's sh- he's showing why. If, assuming you hopefully held on to him if you drafted him kind of earlier, um, or maybe got him at a bargain. If if you held him, this it's paying off now. And let's let's take a look at his schedule here. He's got the Biden. He's got Jets. Um, he's got New Orleans. So I have to keep up with. He's got Minnesota. That's tough. And he's got Green Bay and Tampa weeks 15 and 16. So he's got a pretty good schedule um, coming Definitely. up. Yeah, yeah. And then um, Devin Funches. We can go ahead and talk about him now with Cam. He's yeah. He's showing why the team believed in him for sure. He's definitely stepped up his route running, and his rapport with Cam Newton seems to be growing. So if you're able to scoop him up earlier in the season before they even traded Kelvin Benjamin, I'm sure you're pretty happy with how things are looking now. Yeah, he's he's had a breakout season for sure. Um, after a lot of people were down on him last year, I'd say he's um embracing the physicality of his routes. You know. Yeah, which is really important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, hindsight's fifty-fifty. You know. <laughs> The Titanic's got to keep going. Um, <laughs> man, Cam needs to... He needs to Not think speak. before he says words. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Question, though. Do you think Funches keeps it up with uh, when Olsen comes back? You know, I kind of do. I don't know if he's going to have the same game he had last week. But moving forward, I like Funches. Um, Curtis Samuel got hurt, which we'll talk about later. So he, they're kind of running out of options again. <laughs> yeah, if he had a good fourth in this week, I don't expect that to change a whole lot. I think what's most important is 
which cam is going to show up that game. Because if you have good cam, you're going to have a great Funchess game. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. All right. On to some running backs. Uh, get a toot my own whore a little bit. Ba -ba -ba. Uh, DeMarco Murray. Um, I know I said going forward, I, I pretty, did I say I'd prefer him over, over Freeman, right? Oh, definitely. I, th I think I did. Yeah. Hopefully I did. Um, unfortunately, I didn't think it was going to be this week because I, uh, I started Freeman over Murray this week. However, you know, injuries hurt. But um, the Tennessee offense is getting back on track. Uh, Corey Davis is back. That's opening things up. DeMarco Murray has outperformed Derrick Henry this year, and Mariota's getting healthier. So being able to run that option, uh, having a running quarterback helps our uh, running back a lot. Oh, absolutely. DeMarco Murray had one of the top games this week, too. Uh, yeah, so he had he a good was, pick there. Yeah, he was one of the only like good running backs to not just this week. <laughs> and his schedule going forward, he's got Pitt next week, then he's got Indy, Houston, Arizona, San Fran, Rams. This is why I called him a buy-low candidate, guys. This is why I was on him the rest of the year. Um, breeze of a schedule. He could be one of those guys who, if you traded for him, wins you your league. Good call. Good call. Yeah, go, speaking of good calls, I do remember <laughs> a few weeks ago, I did bring up that Austin Eckler seemed to be integrating himself into that offense nicely, and it showed up this past week against the Jags. He had both of their touchdowns. Um, and kind of left Melvin Gordon in the dust, unfortunately for me, who have I have him in just about every league. But yeah, Austin Eckler, great pass catching ability, found the end zone twice. Yeah. So, do you think? I know he's not going to have a game like this every week. That's not going to happen. But do you think this could be an an ongoing thing for him? I actually kind of do, and part of it is just because there there have been questions about Melvin Gordon. Um, not that he's bad by any means. He gets a high volume every game. He just, sometimes he doesn't look like the complete back. And I think that Eckler is a great compliment to him out there. So I think Eckler's going to stay involved in the pass game. Could maybe fill the Danny Woodhead role a little bit. Sort, exactly. sort of that. Yeah. So exactly. I, I think he has some standalone value. And if you own Gordon, I feel like you have to own Eckler. Yeah. It's kind of like the Ryan Matthews and, uh, Danny Woodhead show again, you know, <laughs> both of them were fairly good when they were in their prime, except Melvin Gordon's, I think, you know, objectively better than Ryan Matthews. <laughs> so, okay. Without looking, what do you think Melvin Gordon's career yard for carry is? Um, you know, I don't think it's very good. I'm going to say it's probably in like the eh, 3.2. One or something? Not that bad. It's below four. It's three point seven. But um, he's oh, never three seven. Yeah, okay. it's okay. But um, he's never had a season above four yards per carry. And I know the big knock knock his rookie year was the three point five yards per rush that he had. And um, he's getting more involved in the receiving game, which is good. However, Austin Eckler may have something to say about that. Um, right. Yeah, go go grab him. On to receivers. Um, some some bangers at their receiver position <laughs> sterling shepherd um, hopefully you already got him he is a target hog and obviously numbers were a bit inflated by playing the 49ers but 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 he's got kansas city this week good matchup washington matchup. uh washington seemed like a good matchup <laughs> oakland good matchup dallas philly arizona all teams you can pass on so sterling shepherd the rest of the way um he's gonna he's gonna be top 15 guy rest of the way maybe even top 10 um so ho hopefully you grabbed him already um 
I know I grabbed him from someone. <laughs> uh, sorry, Scott. No regrets. But, yeah. But, yeah, um, no, yeah. as long as he stays healthy, which I think he will. I think he's going to be those guys someone where every, he's going to have a questionable tag, but he's going to play every week. Um, he's, he's the only wide receiver left there. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're going to be like, I don't care if your ankle's broken, man. Get the fuck out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can he can throw to uh, Shepard and Ingram, and after that, uh, yeah. We're struggling. Who was the other guy that caught a touchdown this week? I could, didn't Tavares even know his King name. or something, maybe. Yeah, uh, that's just the guess, King, Lewis, someone. Somebody whose name is, like, irrelevant in fantasy at this point. Yeah, and will probably stay irrelevant, given the state of the Giants. That defense gave up. Oh, man. Um, yeah, yes. play everybody against Shepherd. the Giants. That's, uh, that's, that's our thing for this. So, next up... Um, a guy that you liked what you saw from this week, Scott. Yeah, Devontae Adams had a great week. Um, I know we were kind of down on the Packers because of Brett Hundley and that offense, but he put up a nice game against a pretty good Chicago defense, and it was nice to see the Packers not just completely give up. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we, we did say that moving forward we liked Adams the most out of all the receivers, and that week it, this week it came true. Yeah, yeah, you're you're definitely spot on with that one. He's he's kind of locking on to Adams, in that. So I, I mean, Jordy Nelson's value is kaput. Randall Cobb, his value is pretty low. Who, but however, I think he has a chance to have some value if they utilize him a little bit in in the rushing game. Maybe um, I know before Ty Montgomery uh, was doing it, they used Cobb a little bit in that type of scenario. So he may have a little more volume going forward with those two running backs out. But that's true. Um, I, I wouldn't be. Uh, have to, I would. I'm not gonna start him until I see it. Same with uh, same with Jordy. And uh, Devontae Adams had a good week, but I'm still. I would still yeah. definitely rather have Shepard over him. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The targets yeah. will be better, and the production, and honestly, a little bit of the quarterback. Yeah. And He's another down guy. Down everyone on the Eli. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. And speaking of um, a preferred quarterback, Jared Goff, uh, his connection with Robert Woods is uh. Pretty good, and um, Robert Robert Woods is fast. Uh, that's something we're really? learning. Um, I think he might be fast. I'm not sure yet. But these <laughs> these ex Buffalo receivers are killing it. Um, I think getting out of Buffalo might be the the key there. But Robert Woods, two weeks, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get getting out of Buffalo is, is good. It's good for your uh, your fantasy receiver outlook. Um, good for your career too. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want Tyrod to get out of Buffalo, man. He he deserves better. Um, so anyway, Robert Woods, two weeks in a row that he's been pretty stellar. Um, it's gonna, it's obviously gonna regress some. Um, if this, if you can sell high on him, I mean, do it. But only, only if you're getting extremely um, inflated value, because the four touchdowns. I think touchdowns, you could sell high on him. I think yeah. you could after this, because he's put up two great weeks. It would be a good opportunity, especially with the matchup this week against Minnesota. Yeah. Who knows. Robert Woods or Devin Funches rest of the season? Rest of the season? Oh, Devin Funches. Yeah. Um, but that's if, that's more PPR-based. Not that Woods doesn't get catches. He does. Yeah. get. He does. Um, nah, I um, just think he's got – There's a. they can spread the ball out a little more with the Rams. They can get it to Cup if they need it, if they can get it to Watkins, Woods. And he even saw Higby getting some. But Funches is like the receiver – for the Panthers. And I think when Olsen comes back, I think that'll help Bunches. Yeah. I don't think that'll lose value. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it'll, it'll change that much. Yeah, Robert was, he's, he's gotten, he's only had one game with fewer than five targets and he had four that game. So he's definitely a pretty decent option, but 
Um, if you can turn him into Devin Funches or, you know, just up, upgrade it in some way that you think isn't going to, like, I mean, Robert Woods, it, it will regress. He ha- He's had no touchdowns up until these last two games. So right. he's had his positive regression, and now we're going to see the, um, the negative touchdown regression. Um, I guess one more thing I'll ask. Robert Woods or Marvin Jones the rest of the season? Robert Woods or Marv? Um, I'm not big on Marvin Jones. Yeah, me neither. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to probably, I would, you know, Especially uh, with Kenny Galladay coming back. Yeah, I would lean Woods too. <clears throat> I just like to do those comparisons. Um, kind of give an idea of who we like, who we don't like. Um, let's see. Oh, we, uh, we talked about Funchess already. And yeah, like like uh, last week, I think, I know Scott, you were on up a lot more Woods. Good good call on the on the Rams receiver thing too. Oh, yeah. So some tight... <laughs> Some uh, tight end studs. Um, I'm not going to use our word after the tight end. That doesn't sound right. Um, <laughs> bangers. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I'll, I'll say it. Some tight end bangers. All right. Hey. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jimmy Graham, you you expected this uh, against Arizona. He's he's pr- They don't have a running game. So <laughs> Jimmy Graham is kind of their short yardage running game. I mean, what, what did he have? Um, he had four. No, that's that's wrong. There. I think he had like six receptions for hardly any yards and two touchdowns. Right. Yeah, six receptions for twenty-seven yards and two touchdowns. So he's kind of the checkdown back with CJ Prozice, you know, in the fucking hospital constantly. Because yeah, right. I mean, Eddie Lacy. Poor Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> and Jimmy cool. Jimmy Graham has a pretty decent schedule rest of the year too. So as long as he stays healthy, which has been his Achilles, um, I think he'll do well. He's on as in comparison to last year, he's on pace for fewer yards but more touchdowns, um, about the same amount of targets. So hopefully with the targets staying the same, we they're they're high quality targets. Um, the last what five game, all of his touchdowns are over the last five games. Um, they're kind of using him more in the red zone. Finally, mm-hmm. um, probably because they can't run for for butts, but, you know. <laughs> Um. All right, Mozzie hit me with um another tight end banger. <laughs> yeah, Jermaine Gresham had another nice week, and his name's been in the league for so long. I almost assumed he was gone at some <laughs> point, but um, with, I think with Drew Stanton back there, his value has gone up just a little bit to make him a little relevant. Uh, they always say that tight ends are a inexperienced quarterback's best friend because they can always check it down to him. And we're seeing that a little bit with these. Cardinals offense and its struggles it's having yep, without yep. Palmer. Yeah, I I think if if Blaine Gabbert comes in, I'd want no one there, not even like Fitzgerald, but if it's still Drew Stanton. Uh, Gresham has some value, and I think Fitz has some value too. And last but not least of our bangers, uh, Austin Hooper. He uh, hey. he's he's flashed some this year. And I know last year he was he was their guy in the playoffs. Um, He's he's shown that ability, and it was a week one or two against Chicago. He had that super long uh, touchdown on that broken play. Everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, Austin Hooper!" And <laughs> he's let him down. So, and this was his first game with Muhammad Sanu active. I'm pretty sure that he was decent because when Muhammad Sanu's been gone, he's kind of been that replacement. But they're, um, I mean, I I'm not bought in, but. Um, I mean, three of his last five games, he's been, you know, decent. Um, see, his last three games, he's had six targets each. Uh, the game before, they only had one, but uh, week six against Miami, he had nine. So it's yeah, it's it's week to week. He's if if I you're like struggling, 
there's worse options. I do like Hooper. I because I'm buying into the He's narrative good. that the Falcons started off a little slow last year and really picked it up in the second half. They had a dominant game against a really good Dallas team. Mm-hmm. Hooper was an integral part of that offense. I like it. I like him moving forward. Um, so yeah, I I think he'll be consistent. I think yeah. he'll be consistent. I agree. I agree. So on to some duds. Um, all of the Bills, um, if you've had any single Bill in that game. Um, <laughs> Shady Shady was the only remotely acceptable one, but even then, it wasn't it was it wasn't great. It was a, definitely a floor game for him. But yeah, all the other Bills were doo doo. Yeah, that was bad. That was not the game I was expecting. No, I mean, uh, I I know I picked them to win that game. So. <laughs> I well, I remember I was really close to picking the Bills, and I was like, no, I'm gonna stick with the Saints. They haven't shown me a reason I shouldn't pick them to win. And good lord, that the game was so lopsided. They're Holy rolling, crap. man. Those Saints are rolling. It's. It's one of those years. I know there are a lot of people on them this year, and their defense has improved. I know there was there was kind of some discussion of that, and we're like, ah, oh, no, it's the Saints. Their defense always sucks. And they've been better this year. So, Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah, dude. Man, your rookie corners usually aren't that good, but wow, no, he's, he's impressive. So this there's two things to get from this. One, the Bills are kind of reeling. And Yo. two, the Saints defense it may be something to look at. Um in the future for your matchups. You think the Bills finish with seven wins? Let me ask you this. They have six now, right? Yep. Five, they have five now. Ooh, yes, see. yeah, five. Let's take a look at who they play. Let's see. Pulling up their schedule. All right. So it would be very Bills for them to start off five and two and end up about seven and nine. They, they do play the Dolphins twice. So Okay. And they play That's the Colts. Between the Dolphins, Bills, and Colts, um, sorry, so Dolphins twice and the Colts once, I think they can win uh, two of those. And they got the Chargers next week, and that's definitely a winnable one. So I think of those four, they can definitely win two. So I think they definitely hit seven wins. Okay, eight and I, eight? Yeah, I, I think they finish eight and eight. That sounds about right. Okay, um, no, they're not going to beat the Patriots. No, nah, uh, no. Nah. Yeah, they're eight, eight and eight, I'd say. Which is disappointing for how they started, but you know. Yeah. These last two games, they've been... What are you doing with your bills, though? Um, I mean, are you are you trying to buy low on them? I mean, who? I mean, who though do you like in the offense? I like Charles Clay moving forward, not this past week. So he's someone I think Tyrod will start reconnecting with over yeah, the next couple um, of weeks. Maybe it's a buy low on McCoy. He's had a couple man weeks in a row, so that's may, this might be your buy low time. That's all. That's all I can think of. Um, maybe maybe yeah. Bilo on Tyrod because he doesn't play any good defenses. I mean the Chargers are decent, but he plays the Chiefs who can't stop the pass. He plays Patriots, Colts, Dolphins, Patriots, Dolphins. Um, so, I mean, I see. I don't even like McCoy all that much. I think he's gonna phase a little bit. So yeah, I mean, this I don't I don't think this will be a great week for. I think they'll bounce back a bit, but um, this could be a cautious by low time. Um, on some bills, but I'm I'm not going to be super excited about it. Um, said may, maybe maybe Clay is the biggest one. Um, yeah. But after that, that's a little rough. But on the other side of uh, that game, Breeze. Um, he was taught in a game where the Saints got 47 points. That Breeze would be uh, a dud. It's kind of weird. A rare rushing touchdown, but he didn't he, he did. didn't have to do much. 
he really just hasn't had to. And I think that's a really important thing to think about moving forward is you have a Saints team that has a Hall of Fame quarterback that doesn't even need to use him to win. <laughs> and what I love about that is if they're in a game situation where they're playing a top team and they need Breeze to start slinging it out, he could do that. And that's one thing that makes the Saints so dangerous. Um, so I think if I had to characterize my future for Breeze, I'm going to say that I like him in games that are going to be really competitive. Yeah, this is this is a buy low on Breeze for sure, because of the rest of the games for the fantasy season, the only not good team they play is the Jets. Sorry. Um, yeah. Because no, the, Red, the Redskins can keep up. Uh, Rams, Panthers, Falcons twice. I mean, they'll, they'll need them more. I, it's this this is an oddity like this not all of the touchdowns are going to be rushing touchdowns they'll call some more pass plays or some of the more pass plays will connect i mean and if he passes it to kamara and he gets the touchdown he'll still get his yeah, points that's that's a big thing too ingram and kamara can both catch passes and breeze has been hyper efficient this year even though his volume has not been high i think his completion percentage is like in the 70s or some some crap. which is insane that's amazing yeah it's absurd but a lot of love for Breezes. Yeah, I'm trying to pull up the completion percentage right here. Yeah, yeah 71.7 completion percentage. Like, <laughs> that's insane. Uh, 300, uh, 300 attempts, only four interceptions. That's, wow. It's great. I mean, it's a it's a fantastic season. We wish it just translated a little better to fantasy, unfortunately. Yeah, it, <laughs> I, I think it will. It, it'll, it'll, that positive regression will kick in. And, um. I think, I think Breeze will be fine. This is just kind of one of those games where the running backs do the work. Um, another yeah. quarterback, uh, Dak Prescott. I attribute this to no Tyron Smith. Is that about yeah. what you... Yeah. That and Ailing, Ailing Dez. Um, I, this, this, is, this is a blip on the radar for Dak. Um, in my opinion, I don't, I don't think he'll struggle going forward. It's kind of just, you know, take, take your lumps. Everyone has a bad game sometimes. Yeah, a lot of praise for Dak. I like him. He's he's a really good quarterback. This week, though, without Tyron Smith, I mean, everyone's going to talk about Elliott, and they're going to say that that's the reason they lost to the Falcons. It was it was Tyron Smith, who's one of the best offensive linemen in the league. Yeah, I don't remember his replacement's name. Um, I assume he won't be on the team anymore. Chaz, right? Wasn't it yeah. Chaz? Chaz something? Green, I think. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There were, oh. So Adrian Claiborne had six, and on another play, the other person in that spot got another sack. So um, seven sacks from that spot. Um, where Tyron mm-hmm. Smith was missing. So, Adrian Claiborne had like 22 sacks on his career before yesterday. And, um, yeah. <laughs> so, and he had six. So, that's that's how much Tyron Smith matters to them. So, once Tyron Smith backs, I think you can trust Dak again. It's about what it is. I think even moving forward, I think even without Tyron Smith, they're going to figure out how to protect Dak better. They need to. And he can run. He's your franchise. Yeah. Yeah, that that running ability definitely salvages some for you too. He's he's pretty much a quarterback and an RB two each week. That's that's like what right. Cam is. Yeah, it's fantastic watching him. It just didn't translate this week, but we're gonna chalk that up as a blip and still like Dak moving forward. Yeah, yeah, the, he mashed your team this week. Um, he's a masher. Yeah, some other guys that may have matched your hopes this week. Um, some Not running Jordan backs, Howard. Jordan Howard. This is tough. This is tough just because Chicago's offense isn't good, but Jordan Howard gets the volume. So that's that's why I'm that's why I'm you know troubled on this. I 
I was attempting to sell Jordan Howard, not not because I think he's bad, just because I don't think Chicago is great. Um, let's see how many how many touch he has one, two, three, four touchdowns this year. Um, none since week four. That was his last touchdown. Wow. And this guy is getting so many carries, but no touchdown. Like it's all right. I, I I've convinced myself he's um he's gonna pick it up. Like yeah. How, how okay? How so? Nineteen, thirty-six, twenty-one, twenty-three, fifteen. I'll, I'll I'll do some quick math. But how often does a guy get that many carries and not get into the end zone? Exactly, he's getting the volume, um, which we were seeing with Ajayi in mm-hmm. Miami, and he wasn't really producing with the volume either. But Jordan Howard, I don't know if I love him. I think he's gonna have his games where he's gonna get you twenty points. I just don't think it's gonna be every, every week. So I think he's a little more matchup based. Yeah, 114 carries over the last five weeks. That's that's a lot. That's what you love in a running back. That's almost 23 a game, and he's yeah. had um, he's had a, a couple catches. He has, he's not used a lot in the passing game, but that's hopefully gonna fix itself. Who do they have this week? They've got the Lions. Yeah, he's he's gonna score against the Lions this week. I'm going to guarantee that. Ooh, guaranteed. I yes, like yes. it. Yes, yes. All right. <laughs> so another guy who. Let some people down. Leonard Fournette. Yeah, he didn't really have a great game, did he? Not against the uh, L.A. Chargers. Uh, not really. It's just kind of surprising. Their run defense is getting better. Decent. Like, it's definitely improving. Um, that was a game I think the Chargers could have won. But Leonard Fournette, man, he'll bounce back. He got 17 carries, but only 33 yards. So the volume is there. And they, they took him out. They went into like pass mode, even though the game was close the whole time. I don't. I didn't get that. Can he not catch? Is that his his? He can. That's why I was like, like he, uh, he's not he's not great at it, but like he he has some this year. Like he's had a receiving touchdown. I'm pretty sure. Hmm. But yeah, they like ivory better receiving situations. But I, I once again, I think it's kind of an oddity. Maybe a little rust from being off so long. Yeah. So I do like him to bounce back, definitely, especially this week against the Browns. I think Fournette will have a very nice bounce back game. <laughs> yeah, um, another guy who is getting volume but not producing, uh, Doug Martin on the reeling Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is this is a tough one for me. I've been so torn on whether I want to sell Doug Martin while he has remotely any value, or if I want to hold on to him and uh, hope hope this sticks. He's the ca- the carries are there. He got twenty carries. Yeah, 20. But only 51 yards. Like, I don't know if it's a product of... I didn't get to watch the game. I didn't really want to watch the game. But, um, no, no, you didn't. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's a, it was a product of, like, him or the line or both or just Tampa giving up. I mean, 20 carries. If if you get that week to week, you're going to be happy eventually. But, I mean, he's, he's like the last four weeks has just not been there. That's... The Jets do not have a good run defense. If you have a team with a good running back, they're going to run on them. Um, yeah, this week against Miami. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, this week, yeah, exactly. This week against Miami, I think, I mean. This is it. Like, if he can't do it here, you you got to consider. Just, if you if the trade, like, okay, here's what I'm thinking. If if he balls out against Miami, all right, you're good. He's, he's, he's okay. If he has, like, 20 carries for, like, 90 yards and that's it, like try try to sell off that like if you can depending on what your trade deadline is but 
Yeah, uh, exactly. This week, really underperformed. He's got to step it up against Miami. We yeah. saw the uh, Panthers rushing against them last week or yesterday. He's got to be able to step it up there. Yeah, he's got to. He's got to teach him how to do it. He's got to. He's got to move on. We had so many good things about him in the off season too. I know. That's what's so surprising. And he started off strong too. That was. That's why it's so disappointing right now. But um, that Tampa team, man, Dirk Cutter is not there for long. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, no, Definitely no. not. Yeah. Um, Actually, who knows? The right, the whole coaching staff might be in jeopardy. To be honest, <laughs> it might be a clean house type of thing. Yeah, it's it's the hard knocks curse. It is. It really is. Um, but we saw the Rams bounce back from it next uh, the following year. So who knows? Next year, look out for Tampa. <laughs> so another exactly. dud. Um, sorry, uh, another guy who mashed your team, Antonio Brown. Eh, it, it happens. It's a, it's a receiver. Um, you're Against on the your Colts, though. Yeah, it's rough. <laughs> I, like I don't, if, I'm not worried. This week, if you, I mean, you had Antonio Brown, you were expecting probably 20 points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I mean, I ever. He was so highly owned in daily too. Um, Juju got the touchdown this week. But yep. Ju- Juju's a guy to definitely look at. But I mean, he still got Antonio still had seven targets. I mean, Big Ben's looking his way, and I think against Tennessee, um, he's gonna school. Uh, what's his name? Adoree Jackson. I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> yeah. It's and if Joe Hayden's out, uh, points are gonna get put up on Pittsburgh some more. Um, this will definitely be a bounce back for Antonio next week. Absolutely. I love him in this Thursday night game. Two touchdowns, baby. Two touchdowns for Brown. Hey, I <laughs> hope so. But yeah, this he's he's far and away a an amazing receiver. He's he'll bounce back. That's I think he's the best receiver in the NFL, I'll be oh, honest. Yeah. yeah, he's he's so good. He's he's consistently the best fan receiver each year. He's obviously gonna overtake Hopkins at some point. So and the great thing is, uh weeks fifteen and sixteen, New England and Houston. So he's yeah. going to have to play well for them to win. You know, he's going to have to be in the game plan. So exactly. def- don't be down on Brown. He had one bad week. He'll be back. <laughs> down on Brown. All right. Um, so two guys who have not lived up to expectations this year. I'm going to kind of bundle them together. Dez and T.Y. Hilton. Ooh. Now going forward, I would definitely rather have Dez just because I think T.Y. Really? Hilton has maybe what one good game left in him. He, he can take advantage of easy matchups. So Tennessee, and then that's maybe Buffalo, but he has maybe one startable game left. Like this year, Cleveland, San Francisco, and Houston are the only games where he's been relevant. He's blown up in those games, but every other game, he's just been garbo, hot garbo. So, um, <laughs> it's weird. I think the stat is that when he does well, he gets like 150 yards, and when he doesn't, he gets like 30 that is uh that is correct. Each of his uh Cleveland one fifty three and one San Francisco one seventy seven, Houston one seventy five and two. Like he can blow up, but only when it's really, really easy for Jacoby Brissett <laughs> to make him blow up. Um if you drafted him obviously you're disappointed. But uh, I think Dez was kinda hobbled this last week too, and with Zeke out, they're gonna need him more going forward. Um the only game I really worried about would be Washington. Um, it was Josh Norman shadowing him just because 
you know, Norman showed he can get the better of Dez pretty easily throughout their careers. Um, other than that, maybe week 12 gets the Chargers, but I mean, Philly, I think I'll be fine. The Giants and then Oakland and then Seattle, assuming Richard Sherman's still gone, I think I'll be fine. The volume and the opportunities, there are a lot more. Dez is getting a lot better targets than T.Y. Hilton is, too. True. So let me ask you this. Would you rather have T.Y. Hilton or Juju Smith-Schuster? Juju, for sure. Yeah? Okay. I, I have T.Y., and there's only been a couple weeks. I mean, he's pretty good. Like, I, I don't want the headache of picking one to start him just because I know he can poop on me every week i i think <laughs> like i think i think juju is pretty safe like each week he's not gonna get touched on every week but i don't think he's gonna dip below you know five for 50 uh much each week and, and a half ppr it's only seven and a half but if seven and a half is the floor man ty ty hilton if ty hilton's lowest games were all seven and a half he'd be the wide receiver one this year like <laughs> true <laughs> like he would be like <laughs> so yeah i think with these guys Dez, Dez is not a wide receiver one. He's a matchup-based wide receiver, too, um, who you need to watch for his health. T.Y. is startable maybe one week of the season from here on out. But, I mean, what do you think of these guys? I think T.Y. is probably going to have, I'm going to say, two more games this year where he's great. Where, where you're and thinking of those going to be? Tennessee, I think we agree. Tennessee is definitely one. Um, maybe Buffalo? And I think he'll put up against a few others, possibly Denver and Houston. Uh, Houston, though, not really going to be relevant because that's week 17, unfortunately. A lot of leagues aren't going to have him. But the Denver defense is definitely a topic of discussion. Past two weeks, they've lost by like a landslide, and the secondary is reeling. So Yeah, if if they cannot get on track against Andy Dalton, then we can count them an easy matchup. Um, exactly. But so yeah, I got T.Y. to have two more good games this year, but nah, the rest of them. Are... Yeah, I, I would. I think I'd buy the one Des. Um, not T.Y. though. Um, on to tight ends though. Um, on the same team, Jack Doyle, and then along with him, Croft and Cameron Brate. So I guess we'll start with Jack Doyle. Um, what do you make of his performance? He did horrible. <laughs> he didn't have a yes. very good game, did he, against Pittsburgh? Um, Pittsburgh's got a great defense, so this isn't too surprising. But you expect a little more than what did he get? Two, two for nine. Two yeah. two receptions yeah. for nine yards. He got five targets, which um, is tied for <laughs> the second lowest of the year. Five targets, yeah. But he's probably blocking too much. <laughs> Honestly, like the Honestly, J- TJ Watt and. Uh, the Steelers' pass rush, they needed him on the line a little more. He just, I don't know, I think Jack Doyle will continue to produce. He's sort of a safety valve for yeah. percent. I think he's going to outscore T.Y. the rest of the year. But ooh, ooh. Hot take. I, I don't know. Jacoby looks his way so much more than he looks T.Y.'s way. Like, it's it's stupid. Man, that Colts organization. Yeah, I, I've heard that uh, Ursay and Locke are having a rift. Which, if that's true, wow, that's... Ursay's, he told uh, Jim possibly he told the worst that um, Locke's injury was in his head. Yeah, I think uh, 
I think Jim Irsay might possibly be the worst owner in the league. <laughs> He's certainly up there. Of course, every other Chargers fan is thinking, uh, hello, Dean Spanos. But uh, yeah, Jim Irsay is a piece of garbage. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't seem like a good person either. That's like my biggest issue. I don't know, obviously, I don't know personally. But he reminds me of like the Rick Sanchez of NFL owners. Just <laughs> cocaine and fucking. His fucking. Get out there, and, yeah. You, you just gotta throw the ball. Yeah. The injury's in your head, Morty. Yeah. Come on, come on, Andrew. You don't need a line. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do- Doyle's usually pretty reliable. Um, yeah, I, it's it was Pittsburgh. I don't I didn't expect much of him this week either. But most of the time he's fine. A couple matchups you may want to bench him, but I don't think this is a this won't be the regularity for Jack Doyle, uh, which is which sounds weird saying. Um, another guy, uh, Tyler Croft. Um, that. Croft to macaroni and cheese. <laughs> oh, I did not like this performance from Croft at all because Tennessee had been giving up a lot of points to uh, tight ends, and the Bengals were looking to have a nice road win, and they didn't utilize him at all. No, no, and he's been filling in well for you all for the other Tyler. I mean, he got six targets. They just were bad targets. <laughs> <laughs> they were Dalton targets. Yep, such as like I mean, last year he had two targets, or last week he had two targets and got seventy nine yards. On him. So I mean, that's true. If, if you are a Tyler Croft owner, are you looking to maybe find? So I, I, this isn't more of a question. I'm just gonna tell you, if you're a Tyler Croft owner, look for <laughs> a guy to kind of like mix and match with. If Vernon Davis is out there, up there's an option. Um, even when Jordan Reed's playing, Vernon Davis is okay, and when he's not, you know, he's pretty great. Um. Go grab Jermaine Gresham, the guy we just talked about. Um, Cooper might be available. You know, there's um, there's there's options. Ed Dixon might be available. Well, I shouldn't have Greggles coming back. Scratch that one. But um, <laughs> um, I like Tyler Croft though. If I think well, I want to see how he does this week against Denver. Denver's against been pretty Denver, bad against the he'll tight be end. Fine. He'll, he'll, exactly. He'll he'll be fine this week. But after that, um. It's not it's not terrible, but I wouldn't I would be alright with starting him every week, but I would definitely want to have like another option where if I'm like, oh this guy has San Fran, I could I can play him, you know. Or this guy yes. has New York, like So matchup based for Croft. Yeah, I'd I'd i say a little above matchup based. He's he's kinda of like a fringe tight end one two for me. Okay. But it's it's there's not much body work to go off of. Um so another guy who had been balling out this year, but is slowing up, uh, Cameron Brait. Yeah. Uh, Fitz Magic doesn't look his way as much, um, <laughs> which is disappointing because usually like, oh, backup quarterbacks look for tight ends, but mm-hmm. it's it's Fitzpatrick. He likes to sling it. Um, only four and three targets the last few weeks where he'd been uh, pretty consistent with Jameis um, in there. At, this is this is tough because Cameron Braid is really good. He was pretty good last year. He's been great this year up until these last couple weeks. Um, what do you do with Cameron Braid? The problem with Braid is we don't know Jameis Winston. It's like recovery period. Mm-hmm. I feel like Winston could sort of. I mean, I, I, he's going to come back this year. But I don't like him for 2017. Yes. I just, I just don't think he's gonna like B 
be totally healthy the rest of the year. And as long as he's out and kind of nursing injuries, I'm a little wary on Brady, especially with some of the matchups coming up. He's got Green Bay, Atlanta, Detroit. Like, these are some good teams that know how to uh, defend against the tight end. In fact, the rest of his schedule, all of them are pretty good against the tight end. Yeah, so that's, that's a little tough there. Like, talented player, but mm, bad, bad situation. So, I actually just traded Cameron Brait before all this happened. So, I got lucky there. Oh, wow. Um, nice. One of my leagues I had him. Um, I mean, if if he has a good week against Miami, which I think I said that about pretty much every time a player at this point. But um, if he has a good week against Miami, I think you go, oh, Cameron Brait's back and try to sell him. Um, unless your deadline's before this weekend. But... If your deadline's after this weekend, which I'm pretty sure a lot of standard leagues are, um, try to sell high because I don't, I don't, I don't see him doing super well. Maybe Detroit Week 14, but aside from that, uh, see, with these tight ends, these tight end duds, I, I yeah, it's there's rough. enough good tight ends to stream. Yeah, tight, where you only need one, it's it's a streamable position. Like you can find, um, I mean, obviously. Uh, Travis Kelsey's own, but if someone's playing the Giants, you can obviously stream them. Um, same against the Browns. If someone's playing the Browns, you can stream them. So, um, right. Mercedes Lewis this week, <laughs> touchdown or hey, not. <laughs> hey, hey. Against Cleveland? Yeah. Mm. Hey, you know, if uh, if Cleveland wins, he probably won't have a great game, but he could get a touchdown. I can see it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, of these guys... Um, all of the bangers and the mashers. Um, I guess, you know, tra- trade talk-wise, um, any of these guys you're trying to buy or sell at the moment? If I'm trying to buy anybody, I'm trying to buy Shepard, trying to uh, buy Funchess, and I'm probably trying to buy Hooper for super low. Um, if I'm trying to sell anybody, I'm trying to... I don't... I, I think I'm... If you can get a game out of Doug Martin, I'm probably going to say sell him uh, and probably break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For me, it's I'm going to buy low on Breeze. Um, it's quarterbacks. If Dak has another bad week this week with Tyron Smith out, um, if the owner doesn't realize that, try to buy <laughs> Dak low. Um, they'll think, oh, it's the Zeke thing. But it's not, I promise. Uh, it's Tyron <laughs> Smith. Um, who, I mean, there are plenty of other duds, but it's kind of those things like Fournette. Maybe if the guy is has been missing him for several weeks, and then he comes up and has a bad game, maybe you can buy Fournette low. Even um, who knows? So, yeah, sure. I, actually, I know Howard. Howard's a guy. I, I was trying to sell him earlier, but now I, I, I quickly changed my opinion on him. Um, buy low on Howard. I'm gonna. Okay. I'm getting kind of quickly more adamant about that. Um, just just based on the fact that he's getting so many carries and John Fox will constantly feed in the ball no matter what. So, I mean, let me look at his schedule going forward. He has Detroit, then he has Philly. So Philly, okay, don't start him against Philly. Uh, but then he has San Francisco, Detroit, Cleveland. Cleveland's kind of a tough run D, but they're not great. Uh, week 13 against San Fran, he's going to uh, win you your week for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. But that, I mean, no touchdowns since week four, like I said. That's going to turn around with as many yards as the mid-carries he's getting. So I'm going to say buy low on Jordan Howard. And you like him this week, too. Uh, I do like him against Detroit this week. Yeah, I don't think Detroit's that good. But they're 23rd against uh, running backs, like 23rd best. So that means they're not very good. I mean, Cle- Cleveland 
went for 144 and one. Um, the Cleveland running backs did. That's not counting Kaiser. So, um, yeah, if, if Cleveland and Green Bay were able to run on them, then, uh, yeah, I think that's uh That's a pretty good omen for Howard, huh? Yeah, yeah, I think I think this is definitely a good Howard time. So of these guys, How- Howard is my big buy low on these. I think you can buy low with him. Very nice. Okay. Yeah. I like that. So Alright, so on to some injuries, which there's a lot of those this year. So first up, Devonta Freeman, he's probably going to just miss this week. Um talk of it maybe being an extended thing but um concussion you know, right yeah concussion um that's why he it was a bummer if he started it but i mean probably only out one week if he's out more obviously that's a concern but um <laughs> tevin coleman becomes a great play while he's out just because i mean tevin coleman's good he'd be a starter in most other places yeah the only problem with tevin coleman i have is that i think he's great as a duo and i don't know if he's the full volume guy so i think they're gonna use coleman and uh Oh, who's the other? Ward, who's I think it is. Yeah, they probably use Ward a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rivers uh, reported some concussion symptoms, so that's uh, if he's out, uh, sit all your Chargers, at least in my opinion. <laughs> yes, he's mm-hmm. so integral to that team. Yeah, I feel bad for the guy just because he's always been a Charger. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, um, Alan Hearns, um, I think he's in crutches, so he's probably done for a while. Um, yeah. I mean, Marquis Lee has already has already been killing it despite being on the injury report every week. But um, I mean, this is more volume to Hearns. Um, I think they'll activate D.D. Westbrook probably, but um, and Mercedes Lewis. <laughs> yeah, so look for um some targets to maybe go to the hopefully newly activated Westbrook and then more to Lee. Um, Montgomery. So Ty Montgomery and Aaron Jones both go down. Um, they said Aaron Jones is three to six weeks. Wow. So, honestly, I think you can drop. Okay, I think you can drop him just because. Okay, so he missed leagues. He misses 11, 12, and 13 um, for sure. And then uh, 14 is a lot of times the last week of the season or the first playoff week. So. Yeah, um, you're going to start Aaron Jones in your fantasy playoffs if you, you know. Yeah, so let's, let's, let's say he misses four weeks and he's back for week 15 and 16. Like, are you really going to start him those weeks? <laughs> like, uh, Exactly. So, yeah, I would drop him. I think you drop him and try to landmine someone else with him, but um, and then Ty Montgomery, ah, man, it was he had a great touchdown run, and it's sad because his ribs again. And I think where it's a reaggravation, you're you're probably yeah, yeah. So get get Jamal Williams. <laughs> That's all get I can Jamal say. Williams. <laughs> um, Rob Kelly, I believe, is on IR now, so uh, maybe more rushing for Crips Thompson, but uh, definitely grab some LJP Ryan. Yeah, I think Thompson will keep producing. Um, Cousins always likes to check it down to him, so. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, Curtis well, Samuel, what happened to him? I don't – I think he had ligament tears in his ankle or something, and it, he is done. Like, he is done, though, for this year, which is even more targets for Funchett than eventually Olsen. Yeah, out for season. Yeah, ankle, ankle. Oof. Yeah, yep. Ligament. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's, that's painful, man. Uh, I feel bad for the guy. They didn't say Achilles. Um, yeah. But when you ever you have ligament tears in the ankle, you got to take time to heal that up. That sucks. Oh yeah, um, Brett Hundley. I think they said hamstring. So hopefully he plays. But if it's Joe Callahan, uh, uh, I assume oh, res- I assume rescind anything Packers related. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, Especially definitely. this week, they have a tough Ravens defense they got to go against. Yeah. 
So, I mean, even if Hunley does play, he might be hobbled. So that might remove some of his rushing abilities. So I'm definitely and that's like his from... only value. <laughs> yeah, so I think you're staying away from all Packers this week. Um, I wrote Steelers D here on the next one. Joe Hayden is out. Um, if, if, it's, if it's a prolonged thing, that severely hurts their pass defenses because, I mean. I, so I was reading that they initially thought his injury was much worse. Um, and it's not as bad, so he'll be out for like three to four weeks. Yeah, I know he's not playing this this coming week against Tennessee, which Corey Davis could be uh, a guy. Oh, wait, a broken fibula. Ugh. Yeah, it, so he has a fibula uh, fracture, but it's like minor. It's like a chip okay. or something. So they he's not going to need surgery or anything like that. Yeah, so Definitely while, something to keep an eye on. Yeah, while he's out, that Pittsburgh defense takes a hit because – yeah, sh- like that shadow is is not there. So yeah, um, yeah, won't worry, I won't cry surgery. Um, so apparently this is usually a five to six week thing, but could be sooner. But as long as Hayden's out, you can feel safer starting your wide receiver once against Pittsburgh. So that's important to keep in mind. Um, yeah, definitely. Jacoby Brissett, I think he had concussion symptoms. Um, yes. Hopefully he's fine. Um, he has a bye week though, so uh, I think he'll be good. Hopefully you're not relying on him anyway, unless you're in a two QB league. And then, lastly, CJ Procise. <laughs> Back Man. to the glass barn. That guy's just needs to go to the hospital and stay there. Yeah, he's so good. But I, I wrote meh here just because. <laughs> yeah, I it's, it's the Seahawks backfield. Even if he was healthy, I don't think I would work care anyway. I really thought he would be better with checkdowns. He just can't stay healthy. Yeah, if. If Seattle eventually just gives up on Lacey and Rawls, maybe McKissick will have some value, but I don't want anything to do with that backfield. I've stood by that all year. I don't know why they don't like McKissick. There's got to be something against him, like he's terrible at blocking or something, because when I see him out there, he seems to be the most explosive back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who knows? You know, the assumption of rational coaching, that's kind of a, <laughs> it's a tough one. <laughs> all right, so keeping up with some pass guys, uh, Charles Clay played a little bit this week. Didn't give you much, but going forward, I, he's, I think he's a safe guy. Mm-hmm. Um, another tight end, we had Greg Olson, who uh, is hoping to return next week. Um, I guess I can check if that's still true. But when he's back, I mean, I think he becomes an instant plug-and-play start. It, yes, I think the week he returns, I believe it's the Jets. We talked about how bad they are against the tight end. He will have a good game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I mean, and la- especially last year, I mean, now that Kelvin Benjamin's gone again, um, yeah. once Olsen's back, I assume we'll be getting a lot of volume. Wait, what's this? Is, is uh, Greg Olsen calling? Oh, wait. <laughs> I googled Greg Olsen. It says uh, he will be calling the Rams-Vikings game. Uh, he'll be part of the broadcast game on Sunday. Oh, what? Man. I am watching that game. What? That's awesome. I would love to hear Greg Olsen broadcast the game. Apparently the Vikings aren't, aren't happy about it. But <laughs> Whatever. I mean, I'm in for that. Yeah, I, I I don't know. It's it's weird, but uh, having a like a current player broadcasting. But I think it'll be cool. I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm, re- I'm ready for like some super deep insight on Kyle Rudolph or something. But um, yeah, <laughs> Greg Olson uh, definitely got to look at. Another guy we had Jamie. Or sorry, well, I guess I'll say Jameis Winston <laughs> now. Watch his injury. Um, while he's out, obviously it hurts Cam great. Probably hurts the rest of the offense, except for I would say except for Deja- Deshaun Jackson. I think. Fitzpatrick will continue to get to him. And, and he'll Mike probably Evans. feed Evans, but I'd say slight downgrade for Evans. Um, huge downgrade for Bray. What do you think? 
Um, I still like I like Evans a lot still. Uh, when Fitzpatrick's been successful, it's when he just throws it up and he has a good receiver to catch it, yeah, a.k.a. Brandon, Brandon Marshall, Marshall yeah. in 2015. <laughs> yeah, so if so I think Mike that, Evans will make Fitzpatrick look good when he's back. Yeah, um, by low candidate, Mike Evans. Um, I, I know we keep throwing these out there, but trade deadline's coming up, and uh, we were asked to kind of talk about um, some guys who um, you know might be good during the trade deadline. So, um yeah, talk about the playoff push. Okay, yes. <laughs> Sorry. So, yeah, playoff push. Uh, try to target Mike Evans between the suspension. I think he had a down week, if I remember correctly. Um, let's see. Yeah, I guess New Orleans, he was meh. He was all right against Carolina. So, the past few weeks, you've not gotten much from him. So, if the owner is a bit dissatisfied, um, True. go try to get him. Um, <laughs> said, I always recommend buying low on players with the talent and the opportunity that just haven't been putting together quite yet that we know can't. So, um, yeah, they've shown they can produce in the past. It's good to go on them. I think Mike Evans will continue to produce yeah, after his stupid suspension. Like, if you can package Robert Woods and like a running back to get Mike Evans, like, okay, I know I'll be high on Mark Murray, but if you can sell Robert Woods and Mark Murray to get Mike Evans and like a high upside guy, I would, I would do it. Interesting. Like, like if you could get like, I wouldn't say Alex Collins. Actually, maybe like. If I can get like an RB three in Mike Evans for Demarco Murray and uh, Robert Woods, I'm doing that personally. Interesting. Just because, okay, I, I believe in Demarco Murray. I know that, but if, not so much Woods. Yeah, he like, Murray could break down. You, you don't know, but if you can turn Woods and a piece, maybe okay, maybe not even Murray. Maybe if you have like Carlos Hyde, if you can turn Woods mm-hmm. and Hyde into just like those two into Mike Evans, that's that's a great great way to do it. I think. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm always thinking about just kind of like, oh, like as Scott Scott knows, I made a ton of trades in our league um, that were <laughs> together. So I'm, I'm just always thinking about these trades. Um, so another guy, another injury, uh, Danny Woodhead, who is eligible to return in a nap. Uh, oops, I think he's good now. I don't know. Um, for, I don't know if we'll play this week, but probably will next week. Um, you know, once once he comes back, we saw that first little bit of the game, they hyped him. Yeah, I like him to be a nice option for Flacco in an offense that's really struggling. So I think uh, he'll be a good part of the game plan moving forward. Yeah, if you can stash him. And I think he comes back this week. I think he does. Um, Be careful. I wouldn't wouldn't start him this first week back just in case he somehow re-aggravates that hamstring. That would Mm. would suck, but, um, you know, hopefully he doesn't. But if he does, uh, I wouldn't want to be on the uh, starting end of that. Um, another guy, um, well, two other guys that have been gone for a while, uh, Rogers and David Johnson. Um, Rogers still a little hopeful to return near the end of the year. Um, depending on the quarterback availability in your league, he may or may not be worth holding. Um, if you're in a one quarterback league, that's only like 10 or 12 teams. Probably don't need to worry about it. Um, especially if your IR spots full with someone like David Johnson. Um, but if you're in a two quarterback league, definitely hold Rogers just in case he's back for those last two weeks. Um, I just don't think he's going to play. Yeah. Uh, this is an important week, though, because if they beat the Ravens, they're still like there's still seven wins. They can, if they have any chance at playoffs, they will activate Rodgers. Yeah. If they don't, I 100% agree. Um, David Johnson, though, um, he he got his cast off uh, on Monday, so that's good. He will be in football shape when he returns because you know it's just the wrist. So hopefully he can be back in a couple of weeks. Um, 
odds are um i know i know he wants to come back i don't know if arizona will bring it back if he's um if they're on the playoff hunt but um there's a good chance he's back for your fantasy playoffs so if he is on your waiver for some reason uh definitely go grab him right now um i would put in a good amount of fat budget on him if he is there just for the whole because even if he doesn't come back i would rather have him um and not like and not have him come back than not have him and he comes back and beats and me. you're screwed yeah yep, yep. <laughs> um so two guys for Dallas, Tyron Smith and Sean Lee. Um, Scott, Scott, give me give me your take. I think it's always funny how underappreciated the offensive linemen are in the league. And we were just talking about how everyone's going to blame Dallas's loss on Zeke. But really, the star of this offensive line, a lot of this offense, besides Dak, besides Zeke, is Tyron Smith in that offensive line. Uh-huh. And you're not going to see any offensive linemen win awards because you can't give an award to five players. <laughs> but Tyron Smith is a monster. I mean, this dude is like LeBron James plus Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> this guy is huge. And him yes. not being out there is such a big impact. I think Dallas, though, I don't think Dallas is dumb. And I think they're going to find some kind of way to give Dak the protection he needs until he's back. Yeah, so he's 6'5", 312, and his 40-yard dash was under five seconds. So, yeah, no, it's not like hyper-fast, but when you can move that much in less than five seconds, uh, at that size... He's just, he's just so big. If you're he's curious, just look up Tyron Smith, like a picture of him. He looks just like like Terry Crews. I want to be his is, friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like he's, he looks kind of built too. Is it funny how usually these linemen are fat, but like you could definitely see his shoulders and his biceps there. Anyway, um, another Dallas injury, Sean Lee. Now Jerry Jones yeah. said that Tyron Smith has a better chance, in quotes, to play on Sunday than Sean Lee does. But Sean Lee's, you know, he's integral to this defense. Like when he plays, he is a huge difference maker. But the issue is when he plays. When he's just not healthy enough. And to be honest, I always hear this excuse like, oh well the. Dallas Cowboys lost because Sean Lee wasn't in. I'm like, it should be used to it. <laughs> he's not ever in. So you need to start having a contingency plan for when he's not. Um, yeah, and and it stinks. He, like he's a star, but you need to have some linebackers that can at least somewhat fill the role a little bit. Yeah, that line is playing a little better with Lawrence there, but eh, yeah. <laughs> if Sean Lee is out, there are a lot of dudes to run on. Yeah, and it's a lot better for tight ends. Um, so. Players start come off entry like we already talked about Woodhead, Olsen, Clay, um, Woodhead and Olsen, especially um, if those guys are out there, grab them. Grab those guys. Yep, yep. Because Woodhead was, um, and hopefully you already grabbed Woodhead before his buy, and Olsen's on his buy, so there, there you go. And another guy like we mentioned, uh, Didi Westbrook, if he gets activated, he um, could get some looks with Alan Hearns out. Oh man, you already got a great fantasy team name for Didi Westbrook. Well, you know. DD, get out of my laboratory. <laughs> oh, ah, there we go. Now, if I had DD Westbrook and he was a star, like he started playing well, that would be my team. Yeah, or King King DDD. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> Smash reference. Okay. Yep, yep. Um, so, any other news we've got? Let's see. Uh, some quarterbacks who may get benched. Um, I, keep, I keep saying Brock, <laughs> but the team, the team is adamant about Paxton Lynch waiting. So, once we see Paxton Lynch active, Better we can uh, be on the on Brock watch. <laughs> Brock watch. Yeah, and the then, Brock uh, lobster. Yep, yep. I uh, gotta get that vampire out of there. 
Um, <laughs> it looks like Robert Pattinson, man. It kills me. Um, and then he really does, though. Yeah. So Tyrod got pulled this week. I don't. I don't think it's indicative of anything else. If they if they lose two more, like I think maybe they put in Peterman, but I I don't. Tyrod. I mean, it's the whole team got railed. So I don't. Yeah. I don't put it on just Tyrod. Personally. No, I think Tyrod is a way better quarterback than Nathan Peterman, too. So I yeah. think it's kind of ridiculous they even benched him in the first place. But you have to do it if your team's getting destroyed. Just Give do it back something to change it up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And Peterman looked okay. I mean, he only threw 10 passes. But um, the team seemed a lot higher on Peterman than Tyrod earlier in the year. So some, something to watch, but probably not too worried about. Um, Tyrod's going to get traded this <laughs> offseason. Man, I, I hope he goes somewhere good. Like the Cardinals, man, I would like that. Um, him and That'd David Johnson. Great. Him and I know Larry we've discussed this Gerald. before. Oh, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you you love Tyrod. You want him on a team where he can get a chance to do well. And I agree a little bit. You know, the Bills just are not doing it for him. Ah, the Bills aren't doing it for anyone. Um, let's see. <laughs> so some guys that have recently been traded. Um, Ajayi. Uh, he had his bye. I, I assume he gets integrated a lot this weekend. If Sean Lee, assuming Sean Lee's probably out, I think Jay um, will definitely do some work this week. Uh, that's that's what I have to say. Yeah, um, it's interesting. So they had a bye, so they probably got a little extra practice with Ajay learning the offense a little bit. Um, but this is a this is a tough matchup against Dallas, so I'm a little hesitant. This is a very telling game. See how many carries Ajay gets. See how he can do against the top team, and if they use him in really, really t- against really tough opponents. Yeah, I mean he's a good running back, and it's a pretty decent offensive line, so I think it'll help. Yeah. It's better than the uh, Miami line, at least. So um, definitely like him better than Blunt. <laughs> yeah, he's he's definitely the best running back there by a large margin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another guy, Garoppolo, who I think we'll see after the bye. Um, if really? he does start, I mean, I I assume we'll see him after the bye. Um, I mean, because they have to buy this week, so give them a little more time to get used to the Shanahan offense. I mean, CJ Beathard had a good week, but it was the Giants. He did. It was I, I don't. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, he's your new guy. Like, you gotta see what you have out of him, just, just cause. But I know we discussed I this think, last uh, week. I don't. I don't think they'll pull some mastermind shit. But like. <laughs> yeah, I could see Beathard retaining his job um, yeah. for most of the year. Uh, so I think Garoppolo could get the start but again what happens if um they never if the Niners never show the league Garoppolo they could trade him they they and I don't know it's it's an interesting thing to think about mm-hmm. Bethard might just start the rest of the season and they had a good win yeah Giants of course you know the Giants yeah but. call called that would I, I don't know how long Bang McAfee lasts maybe they keep him so they keep losing and get the high draft who knows um the reports are that they're sticking with him for the rest yeah. of the year. Because we'll they see. want to lose and get high draft picks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. No, um, you're doing great. Yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. what we need. <laughs> uh, Mac and don't. Um, the other guy, Kelvin Benjamin. Um, they definitely tried to get him involved, especially on that first series, but the game just got out of hand. I, I, I think the move hurts him. I mean, in, in retrospect, yes. I, I definitely don't think it's a great move for him just because the way the Bills operate. But... He'll have some good weeks going forward just because he's a good player. And Tyrod Taylor will have to pass at some point. I mean, next week at the Chargers, maybe not. But against the Chiefs and the Patriots and 
like their matchup is like their matchups are cake for receivers just the way. So, <clears throat> am I buying low on Kelvin Benjamin? Ah, uh, that's a that's a tough question. Well, who else would you even want in the offense? It's Tyrod, McCoy, Clay, and yeah. I would assume Kelvin Benjamin because Jordan Matthews isn't stepping up. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Here's here's what I'm thinking. Like Calvin Benjamin with Buffalo is mostly an unknown still. I th- I mean, I think if you can get him for a bargain, do it. Like I th- I think I'm gonna say Marvin Jones is about the line of where I would trade to get Calvin Benjamin. Okay. Um, just because just because I think I think Marvin Jones is gonna start trending down with uh, Kenny Galladay coming back now. Um, okay. Just because like I mean when Cal- when Galladay was out, uh, I mean. Marvin Jones was definitely that other guy that wasn't the possession receiver, but um, yeah. Who I'm trying to think of guys like kind of even like maybe if someone would take Deshaun Jackson for Calvin <laughs> Benjamin, I'd definitely do it. Um, yeah, I would do that. Definitely do that. Let's see, ooh, um, Sammy Watkins. Would you trade Sammy Watkins for uh, Calvin Benjamin? I personally would not, just because the potential I think in that offense is a lot better. Um. Oh, that's a tough one, is it? Is the, yeah, that is a really one. tough one. Um, I like Watkins on gut calls. Like I'm like, all right, he's getting a touchdown this week. Yeah, because we know how good he is. Yeah, exactly. He's got the speed. He's done a great offense. They spread the ball around a lot, though. Uh, yeah, Calvin Benjamin, huge receiver, and he's really yeah. physical, which is great for someone fits, like fits Tyrod. Tyrod to yeah, to. for sure. Exactly. So I. I think Calvin Benjamin by the end of the year will have a few good games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, definitely a buy low guy. I don't think he'll win you your league, but he can he can boost a week with some of these really easy matchups he ends the year with. So, yeah, if you have a good matchup, he could be a good flex play. Uh-huh. Definitely. So um, on to the suspensions. Um, Zeke, uh, it appears it's going to stick. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I mentioned that I didn't want anything to do with this backfield. And that seemed to be the good call, although Tyron Smith is out. So maybe when Tyron Smith comes back, there's some value. But I think by then, we see Rod Smith take over. So if there's really? anyone I want from this, it's Rod Smith. I'm going to stick with that. Okay. You don't because, like uh, Alfred Morris or D- Run DMC? <laughs> well, Darren McFadden got like nothing this past week. That, yeah. that showed that the inactive wasn't just a preserve. It was actually just a real inactive. Um, right. Because what is that? Rod Smith was the... Uh, the guy who got a little yeah he got what, four receptions yeah so six targets for rod smith this past week so he's he's the receiving down back so he's especially like okay so like if alfred morris were to go down rod smith becomes a three down back and right now he's, he's a third down and a little more back but mm-hmm. i don't know i don't i'm not excited about alfred morris uh, i think I, we, morris... we know what we have in him yeah, I think Morris, you might have one of those days where he gets about 40 yards and a touchdown, and that'll be sort of his ceiling and floor. Like, I think he could probably get you 10 points in some matchups. So I think Rod Smith has the higher ceiling. Yes. Uh, the problem I think is, you're right. Yeah, Tyron Smith's out. Next week against the Eagles, I want none of them. Um, nope. Against the Chargers, um, it is at home, so maybe. But th- then they get Redskins, Giants, Raiders, so that's a little better. By then, you'll have a feel of who's actually the starter, so maybe you'll be in on it. But, um, yeah, and then Mike Evans is coming back. And, I mean, like I said, buy low on him if you can. Um, mm-hmm. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. You, yeah, yeah, like you said. Yeah. Fitz tends to lock in on a guy. 
All right, so on to waiver wire pickups. Oh, you're going to hear this late, but if you're still awake, um, you know, the, the, well, we're going to try to get this out earlier in the future. It's It's been unable to do it on Mondays and then busy on Tuesdays till later at night. So this is yeah. what we're getting. This is what we're doing. If anything, it's great practice. And uh, for those <laughs> up late, and it's, it's this helps us too. And it's also about bragging rights. You know, uh, if we nail some of these picks, maybe you can trust us more. Um, yeah. So waiver light waiver wire ads. Hmm. If if I think of a good name for uh for this one, I'll uh, I'll let you know. <laughs> okay. No bangers and mash off the top of the head. Huh? Yeah. Th- I, I, that came to me the other day because I think I was thinking about like um like like different types of hot dogs for some reason because. Like uh, my sister's fiance had, had like like a bread or a, like a or a brat or a met or something for the first time I think and she was like oh, oh yeah he loved it so I'm like huh I haven't had those in a while it's like I've been trying to drop some weight and I've been <laughs> not not eating those good but shitty foods so I'm like yeah. bangers and mash sounds good I'm like bangers and mash I'm like bangers and <laughs> I, mash. I, I was listening to another podcast too it, just, it came to me um so may, maybe these will all be food related or mild innuendos we'll, we'll see we'll see it'll it'll come to us but um so waiver wire pickups um if Corey davis is still out there like literally like if you have money on your fab or your highest priority use it on Corey davis because this guy is so the what, what did i hear this titans have three instances of a receiver getting 10 targets this year and two of those are Corey davis so nice. they love him like and i love him too like he's he's a, <laughs> he's great like he is so good and he also had a fumble through the end zone this week so if he holds on to that it's some it's like it's a touchdown plus his 40 50 yards which is more better than so sick of that rule by the way i hate that rule yeah so the much. bear the bears got boned that was so they dumb. Did. and like even if that's out of one that's maybe a jordan howard touchdown and we're not talking about him as a dud so who knows but exactly. uh yeah, that rule. That's. I don't know. I don't know what the alternative is yet, but like nothing about that feels right. It really doesn't, because you're taking away the offense's entire drive because they. Yes, you fumble it, but it's not like the other team recovered it. Mm-hmm. It to fumble out of bounds. You shouldn't completely lose your drive for fumbling out of bounds. I yeah, like. I, I don't. Think, uh, I think a loss of down or something that would make more sense. I don't know. They got to figure it out because I can tell you now the fans are not happy about it. It screwed the Jets one week and Even I was the pissed. the team is like, that sucks. Yeah, exactly. When the other team is saying, ah, man, that was garbage, you know, you know something's got to change. Mm-hmm. All right. Another guy who um, was my uh, sleeper last week, I believe, um, Marquise Goodwin. And, man, hey. this guy, I, I, you probably heard the news by now, but uh, – him and his wife um, trying to have a child, and there was um, a miscarriage, early pregnancy, and he like, lost their child. Man, that's to go out and play still, like the same day. Man, that's props to Marquis Goodwin. I've always liked him too, and like dude's an Olympic athlete. He is he's good, and like man, you, like you saw him break down in the end zone, and just like mm-hmm. okay, we're like is he that's hard? hard. Is he, yeah, but. Like watching that replay and after knowing it, it gives you chills. And like you saw him just truck stick the guy with the stiff arm and yeah. book it to the end zone. Yeah, and, and you feel you feel good about that too. It's it's a great sort of re- not re- I guess redemption storyline, but it makes it makes you really happy for the guy that he was able to do that after um, such a tragic uh, incident. 
So, that happened a couple times. You guys have uh, some tragedies, and they come out the next day, and they focus on the game, and they just blow up. Yeah, I know. In basketball, we saw Isaiah Thomas, after losing his sister, just go off. Oh. Um, and then I know Brett Favre, the game after his father passed away, he lit it up. Like, Dude, that game, if you have, if any of you viewers have not just gone back and watched Brett Favre's game after his father passed away, that is something to behold. He is on point. I don't even know if he had an incomplete pass for like his first 14 throws or something. And it's Brett Favre who likes to throw a lot of interceptions and sling it everywhere. He was locked in. So, yeah, it's a really good win for Goodwin. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's great that the team got the win, too. That that's that's that helps. I mean, these um, terrible tragedies like that, they're, it's bigger than football. And it, mm-hmm. it sucks, but so luckily um, the team was able to get the win, and he was able to have a, an amazing play. So um, yeah. yeah, and he's, he's got a great schedule. Yeah, um, moving forward. He's the number one receiver now too. Like and I agree with him. Like he kept saying, like, I could be more than just a like a deep threat. Like he can be that guy. And I especially like next year too, like I think this guy's got a like dynasty leagues. I, I want this guy and um deeper leagues, especially really any league, like good good option um going forward. I know he's on the bye this week, then who do they have going forward? Let's see. Seattle, Chicago. I like him at Houston, Tennessee, even Seattle without Richard Sherman. Their secondary's been yeah, a little that, man. exposed. See, Divisional see, matchup. Man. Yeah, and um, Jags are kind of tough, but they get the, they get the Texans and Titans in weeks uh, fourteen and fifteen, so that's a good spot. But um, yeah, Marquise Goodwin's <laughs> definitely a guy um, who can probably help you a couple weeks. Like I said, all it takes for him is one play. Um, all it takes. Yeah, another guy, uh, Savage P. Ryan, Rob Kelly's out. And although Savage has not looked super impressive this year, um, after we'd all hoped for um, the best with him this year, he was a little better this past week. So, I mean, Rob Kelly's on IR. Um, Chris Thompson doesn't run the ball much, even though he's running back. So, I mean, P. Ryan um, is probably a break-the-bank guy uh, if, if you need it. Yeah, I like, I like him uh, best to compliment Chris Thompson back there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Vernon Davis, um, I mean, Jordan Reed can't stay healthy, and Vernon Davis is still good. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I think Vernon Davis is, I'm not going to say he's a better tight end than Jordan Reed, because Jordan Reed is certainly like a, a prolific tight end when he's healthy. But better career so far, more consistent. Mm-hmm. Vernon Davis is would be a starter on any other team. So if <laughs> yeah. Reed continues to be hurt, keep rolling with Davis. Yeah. Uh, Rex Burkhead. Uh, Gillisley was a healthy scratch. Um, they're using James White a little less. Um, um, I mean, Dion Lewis is still there, but uh, Burkhead also made that special teams play that uh, that block punt was it, block field goal, whatever it was. That's, yeah. that's good. That's, that's always cool to see. So Belichick likes the guy. I mean, when he's been healthy, uh, they're using him, um, especially if you're in a PPR league or even half point PPR. Burkhead's definitely uh, a guy to look at, and he also got those kind of like run out the clock carries too. So um, between him and Pirine, I'm a little torn. Um, I would probably be Ryan a little bit just because it seems like a little more sure on the volume. But uh, it's, it's a little less clouded. Mm-hmm. It's a little less clouded of a backfield, but um, you know there's going to be that game where Burkhead gets two touchdowns. You know. <laughs> yeah, it, it's going to happen. Um, it's that Patriots offense. Who's getting the ball today? Who the hell knows? Yeah. Only um, Belichick. Hey, only Belichick knows, and you know he may even change his mind too. Maybe Brady will. Change. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, technically only Brady does. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Rod Smith, like we mentioned, um, 
I won't spend too much of your budget on him, but, you know, it's kind of a stash guy. Jamal Williams, um, someone's got to run the ball in Green Bay. That's all I got to say. Um, yeah, Williams didn't look bad. He's just been a little – had a bit of the injury bug, but I think that might just be the entire Packers organization. <laughs> yeah, they need new strength conditioning coaches, people <laughs> like – Trainers, I don't know. They need to change something there. Like something. Like it's sometimes bad. it's the players, but at a certain point, it becomes the team's like problem, an issue, and fault. So, I mean, they drafted Jamal Williams higher than Aaron Jones for a reason. So, I mm-hmm. think Jamal Williams will have some value, just because I mean he's going to get the touches. So it's when other when there's opportunity, there's a chance for points. So, yeah. And speaking, we, we of, like guys that get volume. Yeah. Speaking of opportunity, the only. Uh, decent receiver in Chicago, Dontrell Edmond, who uh, the newly acquired one is now the number one receiver. Um, deep leagues, uh, yeah, I don't want him in most <laughs> leagues, but <laughs> yeah, I'm probably not touching him in any leagues, uh, to be honest. He's just—it's too unknown. Eh, yeah, we're worth a look. I mean, what did he have this past week? Uh, eight targets for six catches and 88 yards. So I mean, that's that's uh, probably. Uh, close to a ceiling i mean okay. <laughs> to be fair he's got detroit philly san francisco cincinnati detroit cleveland like only one decent defense left there as far as passing goes i mean philly's a good defense but they don't like defend the pass great but i exactly. mean there are worse options left than dontrell inman let's just say that um yeah absolutely he if you got a long bench stash him maybe chicago starts to throw more um i mean trubisky when he has to throw shows that he kind of trust Inman. So um, if you're in a, in a keeper league with cost or dynasty league, maybe look at him. Um, he showed in, uh, yeah, technically he showed in San Diego that he was worth it. Um, <laughs> once they moved to Los Angeles, they didn't use him, but uh, yeah. And then I'll let you talk about Elijah McGuire since you're the Jets guy. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't love <laughs> Elijah McGuire, like I have to say. He's definitely shown some flashes, but the backfield's a little crowded. Matt Forte is definitely the every-down back, and he's injured. They like to put in Powell, but to be honest, Powell is way better as change of pace. Powell's not your every-down back, so they need Elijah McGuire out there whenever Forte is hurt. So if Forte is hurt, I like McGuire. Yeah, kind of a what the heck flex. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Powell. But if he's not. Powell gets hurt too. So. He does. He does get hurt. And he fumbles. Yeah. Which is a really big, really big issue. Yeah. Coaches don't like that. Um, <laughs> so, on to some deeper guys, some handcuffs or two quarterback stashes. Um, two quarterback guys, um, guys who may start soon Gabbert, uh, Paxton Lynch, yeah. maybe Peterman, and hopefully Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I mean, Teddy's the guy you'd be most excited about. Probably owned already in a two QB super flex league, but um, once Keenan, like okay, Teddy's gonna play at some point this year. Like it's yeah, it's gonna happen. So I want to be on the right side of that when he does. I think Teddy will start eventually, but you know what? They have I have not seen a reason not to keep starting Keenum. Yeah, he's maybe we'll see it this week against the Rams, but. Mm-hmm. He's playing great. Yeah, once he has an off game, then, yeah. So, um... Off of his head. <laughs> um, some handcuffs. The aforementioned Eckler that uh, Mozzie <laughs> definitely called. Um, if you own Gordon, or even if you don't own Gordon, grab Eckler. Um, 
some other guys just that um, will be backing up some bell cows. Matt Breida, who has some standalone value on his own. Um, if you own Carlos Hyde, you want to have Breida probably, if you have the room for it. Um, mm-hmm. Other guys who are not getting much at all, but are behind some true valuable workhorse guys. You've got James Conner behind Le'Veon Bell. You've got Lance Dunbar behind Todd Gurley now. Malcolm Smith um, has an MCL injury. Or is it Malcolm Brown? Malcolm, whatever. Uh, he has an MCL issue, so now it's Lance Dunbar behind Gurley. And Lance Dunbar has shown some value before. And in New Orleans, uh, Trey Edmonds. Um, did he score this week? I feel like he might have. Um, who was the – no, so, was it him? Maybe. I'm going to look. It might anyway, so the yeah, thing Yeah, it was. He did. It the thing with all these guys is you're grabbing them and you're not, – not hoping for, but you're prepared in case uh, someone goes down. Um, you know, in in the backfield ahead of them. And the thing with um, Edmonds, yeah, he got he got nine carries for forty eight and a touchdown this week. And we'll so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, clearly New Orleans rush game is on point. So if either Ingram or Kamara goes down, which we really hope doesn't happen, but a lot of injuries this year, like a lot. So yeah, if they he's do, got, he's got I two avenues for value. Him. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so th- these are guys that you know, if you have an extra spot on your bench. Or, you know, you, you own one of the guys ahead of them. Get them, because if they go down, you don't want to be screwed. Um, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. So of these guys, um, if you're making a playoff push, um, Corey Davis is my number one guy of these. Um, unless, unless you're already running back. If you're hurting at running back, Samaj P. Ryan is worth most of your fat budget, if not all of it. And Burke has not far behind. Um Let's see. I think Jamal Williams has a chance to have some value, but I don't like like Samaje Piran of these guys. Um, and like most of us are probably hurting at running back, so most of us probably need Samaje Piran. So yeah, like if you've got thirty dollars left, I'd say like I don't know how much I'd spend on him, but like he's definitely worth half of your fab budget, um, depending on what you've got left. Yeah, I like him a lot. Uh, definitely Corey Davis. I think of the guys we mentioned, Corey Davis is probably the guy most on my radar. Yeah, Corey Davis could be a league winner. I mean, he's a rookie, so maybe not. But Mariota will throw the ball at him, to him, around him um, with with great trust. And Cor- like, yeah, Corey it'd Davis be like is if, good. So. It'd be like if the Rams, it's sort of like Cooper Cup with the Rams, but the Titans don't have Sammy Watkins and Todd Gurley. <laughs> Yeah, or Robert Woods even. So or Robert or Robert Woods exactly. Yeah, like there's no one else there that's gonna supplant Corey Davis. So like Corey that Davis hurts. and Shamaj P Ryan like are the guys that I'm really going for. Um, Marquise Goodwin's kind of uh, some depth, and Burkhead, especially in a PPR league, is someone I'm really targeting. Jamal Williams, um, I would put a little behind P Ryan, about equal with Burkhead, depending on what I'm feeling. I mean, it just goes on your trust in Green Bay. Um, which is, eh, can their offense do anything? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's rough. All right. Um, uh, so, yeah, so guys to target in a playoff push. Corey Davis, Samaje P. Ryan, Rex Burkhead, Jamal Williams, um, and maybe Marquise Goodwin and Vernon Davis. But um, Yeah, I think Vernon, you could win a league with Vernon Davis if you're tired. As weird as that honest. sounds, yeah. But, um, yeah. And, like I said, any of those handcuffs, uh, James Conner, Matt Breida, Lance Dunbar, Trey Edmonds, and Austin Eckler, 
if they're available and you have the room for them, especially if you own the guy ahead of them, get them mm -hmm. now. This is the time to load up on those backups and uh, see if you can make something out of it. I'm going to call it now. We are going to have another major injury before the end of the season oh, to yeah. a big player. So get your handcuffs. Yeah, I would say the most valuable is James Conner just because, I mean, yeah, he, he's going to he's going to get almost that Le'Veon Bell volume in that Steelers offense. Like it's pretty invaluable. And um, after that, I would I would put Dunbar just ahead of Edmonds. Um, yeah, I would put uh Actually, um, actually, I don't know. Yeah, the thing, I don't the know. thing, the thing with Eckler is, actually, mm, mm. They're, all, actually they're all in good I'm going to order it guys. James Conner, then Eckler, then Dunbar, then Edmonds, then Brita. Okay. I'm going to go with that. But it, it, it's pretty close on Dunbar and Edmonds, and Eckler just because he has sustainable value. So I like Edmonds because Ingram's gotten hurt before. And yeah. I don't want that to happen. I really hope Ingram stays healthy. He had his doubts in the offseason. They signed Peterson, and he's shown up this year so i love ingram i hope he stays healthy but if he does go down or something then Edmonds will have to fill in yeah and the thing is especially with Edmonds and dunbar great offenses so exactly mm -hmm. all right on to ba -ba 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 bum kickers and defense Woo. <laughs> all right so <laughs> let's start with kickers this week let's kick it off with kickers oh oh no okay yeah you need, you need that little little kick right now um okay so prayer um kind of you pretty much an every week guy um and sh detroit struggles in the red zone some they can't run the ball very well so uh, D detroit's got a decent or sorry detroit chicago's got a decent defense um there could be a lot of field mm -hmm. goals in this game yeah well prayer's a great matchup for this week stafford can move the ball just not always to the red zone so or to the end zone, sorry. Gets to the red zone, not in the end zone. So, yeah, Matt Prater is always good in that regard. Uh, who else do we like? Um, Jake Elliott, I like, against Dallas this week. I think uh, this will be a, a very close divisional game. Uh, these two always love playing each other every year, and this is the first of two. So I like Jake Elliott. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he is that, – that game winner, man, he won the team over. Um Let's see. Any any guys, any kicker in a high-powered offense. You've got um, Greg Zerline, um, Will Lutz, um, maybe Matt Bryan again, uh, Gas Kelsey, literally any of those guys. Like, if the team's going to score, like, four or five touchdowns and they add a few goal, maybe two to that, like, it's an easy seven to ten points from a kicker. So, yeah. like, those are guys you can kind of just leave in. Like, Will Lutz, uh, I've got him in some leagues. I'm probably just going to leave him in the whole year just because the Saints are that good. So Yeah, especially at Washington, solid defense. He's got a good matchup this week, too. Yeah. Um, the Rams kicker, man. Uh, <laughs> he, he's gotten strong. 17 points the last three weeks. Like, each of the last three weeks, he's gotten 17 points. I'm that so is, glad I picked him up in my league, like, that's, early. That's, that's so absurd. Like, that's crazy. He's, Actually, I might have drafted him. He has, four, he has 33 more points than the next best kick, kicker. You know, Isn't that insane? It's crazy. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. All right. Um, like, it's fun. Yeah, that's a great name. Zertron, Voltron, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> um, yeah, and along with that, the, the guys in the Thursday games, uh, Thursday offenses, it uh, can struggle. And it's Tennessee and Pittsburgh. I can see this being a field goal uh, bonanza. And Suckup mm -hmm. and Boswell are pretty decent kickers, especially Suckup. And then um, I do like both of them for this week. I like yeah. them both. Of course, uh, Mozzie's guy uh, you mentioned. Justin Tucker is an every week mention. But, I mean, of course. dude's got a massive leg. And he can sing opera. So how, what's not to love? 
<laughs> yeah, he's playing against Green Bay, who um, the I mean, Justin Tucker's value is almost purely because of how bad the Ravens' offense is consistently. So they can move the ball a little, just enough for him to kick a field goal. So against the Packers, I like that matchup too. Yeah. Just uh, watch the weather on that one. It's supposed to be a little eh. Um, with all your kickers, watch the weather. If the weather is crappy, uh, there's a good chance the kicker won't do much. But you know, it could go the other way on the offense doesn't move the ball. But I Unless they're Adam Vinatieri. Yeah, <laughs> unless it's Adam Vinatieri. But in, when it's windy or rainy, the snap can get messed up. It's There's a lot less room for error on the kicks. So like, when those field goals, like the, if, if a 40-yarder is worth four points in your league and the 50-yarders are usually worth five points, um, those are a lot harder to come by in those bad weather games. So just keep that in mind. Um, on to defenses. Um, I like So there are three games where I like both sides of the defense. Um, Browns and Jags, Bills and Chargers, and Cincy and Denver. Uh, all struggling offenses. Um, most good defenses. The Browns defense isn't good. But um, here, okay, here's, here's why I like the Browns defense, especially in DFS. All right, they're cheap in DFS, but... No one's going to own the Browns' defense. The Browns, <laughs> the Browns can stop the run, and they can shut down one receiver. Now, let's look at the Jags. They've got probably one receiver. They've got, yeah, they've got a decent slot corner, and then they've got a great run defense. So I'm just saying this lines up for the Browns' defense. I'm just saying. Interesting. Um, You're going to be yeah. one of the few people uh, promoting that this week, but hey, maybe that's the difference, right? Yep, these these are the calls we got to make. And obviously the Jags against the Browns, I mean, the, the over on this, under on this game is a generous 38. I would take <laughs> the under there. Um, <laughs> but someone probably owns the Jags D. Um, same with the Baltimore D that's probably owned, but against Green Bay, you know, you got to like it. And the Philly D is oh, yeah. not owned. You got to go to the Philly D if Tyron Smith is out. Yeah, because they'll get the sacks. Um, if Tyron Smith isn't there, they have a nasty front seven. But if they can find a way to stop it, it is a risky play against a Dallas team that's gonna play hard against the divisional yeah. pool. I agree. Those divisional games are always that's, that's always a hard one to predict. All right. So Mozzie, what do you think about the Cincy Denver game? You know, this is really a really weird game, and I like the Bengals defense a lot in it. Um, Denver is just like. I don't know if they've just decided like it's time to start rebuilding for 2018. Certainly feels like it. Um, Bengals have a solid defense. I think the Titans have a good offense, and they held them to just 24 points or whatever it was. Um, so I like the Bengals this week. I like them to get some sacks. I like them to probably pick off Osweiler uh, twice. <laughs> they could have their special teams is solid. So yeah, I like the Bengals a little more than I like the Broncos. Broncos will get sacks, though. Mm-hmm. Sacks on sacks on sacks. The Bengals line is so bad. It's just ridiculous how they traded away their best linemen in the offseason. It's all biting them in the ass. Yeah. I, if, if, this, if there's a game where the Broncos get back on track, this is the game because it is Andy Dalton and the Bengals offensive line. It's, yes. <laughs> it's literally that simple. In and then. And the Broncos defense, wow, okay, I'm looking at this. The last five weeks, defensives have scored double-digit points against them. The lowest one is 10. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah, like, so oh. since week six, they've given up 18, 24, 18, 10, 13. Oh, my gosh. The New York Giants defense got 18 points. 
literally no no okay for the last five weeks there's been a defensive touchdown against them holy crap like wow this game like there's gonna be okay over under on 2.5 defensive touchdowns in this game 2.5 oh man i think we'll see one i'm not gonna see call i think there's gonna be though. two like okay what if i said it's 1.5 you think there's gonna be okay mm-hmm. that's that's more realistic because three defensive touchdowns in the game's pretty rare. but two is <laughs> two is plausible do you think there'll be two or more or do you think there'll be one or fewer you know, I think we're going to see one from each side. So I'm going to say There we go. Two. That's yeah. what I'm talking about, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, start both defense. Hot take. <laughs> yeah. All right, lastly, uh, Bills and Chargers. I – okay, if Phillip Rivers is out, you obviously start the Bills defense. Duh. If Phillip Rivers is in, I think you can still start the Bills defense. Maybe not as uh, happily, but um, if you've got no options, yeah. But I like the Chargers defense a little better on the other side. Um, not a ton. But this is a game where if if all of the aforementioned options aren't available or if you don't trust the Browns, understandably, um, then these are both decent options. Okay. I'm wary on it. I don't know if I like the Bills not at home. They've they've played pretty poorly on the road. So I'm, I'm a little hesitant on Bills' defense this week just on the off chance that even if Tyrod is in uh, – their defense might keep them in the game. So I don't think the Bills is a bad play. Yeah, it's one of those things where I'm, you think they're going to keep going down or they're going to bounce back. It's, up, it's pretty much that. And I'm on the they're going to keep going down, unfortunately, for Bills fans. All right, everybody, on to our uh, sleepers, streamers, starts, busts, and bull predictions. So last week we did, we did pretty well. Um, <laughs> Marquise Goodwin, um, I said don't sleep on him. He was my sleeper. Nailed it. Uh, Nailed it. <laughs> Adrian Peterson did, in fact, flop. Um, I said he'd barely get five points, which, uh, unless you're full PPR, he did not. Um, so I said Michael Thomas would be the wide receiver one. He was not, but um, he got like um, 11 receptions, receptions, right? It was 11 crazy. for. Let me, let me see exactly what it was, but it was, it was a very good amount of receptions and yards, so I feel pretty okay about that. Um, yeah, he had up. nine receptions for 117 yards. So, I'm, so you weren't very far off with your WR1 prediction. He just didn't get the touchdown. That would have sealed yeah, the deal. Yeah, and when there's six taints touchdowns, you, I would assume Michael Thomas would get one. And if, if he <laughs> does get one, he's close to wide receiver one. Um, they were all rushing. Yeah. So starting Michael Thomas was a good choice. but um, <laughs> And then yeah. Sanu, um, I said out, Sanu would outscore Julio. Not not quite. That did not happen. However, <laughs> um, my assertion that Julio will not have a great week because uh, Dallas is good against wide receiver ones was pretty accurate. He had he had a he had a floor game, right? Pretty down game. He had I think it was like five for sixty or something like that. Six for fifty-seven. Yeah, not great. Now, if I would have said Taylor Gabriel, I would have been a lot closer. Um, so yeah, Sanu <laughs> had three for twenty-nine, but like. They're not far off. So, I mean, that wasn't correct, but, it, like, I mean, hopefully it dissuaded you from playing Julio some um, if, if you had a better option. But um, Yeah, well, right. basically you were down on Julio and therefore thought Sanu would do better. Yeah. Julio didn't have a great game, but it wasn't Sanu that ended up getting So, nailed two of them, kind of hit one, another was eh, but, you know, okay, so. Uh, Make, uh, yeah, as for me, I... Uh, 
I had a few right, few wrong. I re- I was uh, called that uh, Goff would do pretty well, and he did, as well as Matt Ryan, who had a pretty. I think he had a pretty solid game against yeah. Dallas. Um, but then I also said that McCown and Tyrod would do mm-hmm. well. Well, we saw what happened to the Bills, so those were clearly erroneous. And McCown, McCown's only saving grace was a late, late, late touchdown to Robbie Anderson. Robbie. Which, on the plus side, I did say Anderson would have a good game, and he he did produce pretty well. Um, it's four straight with, uh, with touchdowns for Anderson, which is encouraging. That's crazy. Yeah, he's definitely like the lone bright spot on that offense right now. Yeah, he's got um, one upside. Unfortunately, the Tampa Bay Jets game was absolutely terrible, and my prediction that O.J. Howard would finally get a touchdown <laughs> after a break was completely wrong, and he put up a nice goose egg. Um, and Jordan Howard did not have the game I wanted from him at all against the Packers, which is surprising, I think, but not just too discouraging. I like him moving forward. Oh, yeah, and I also did say <laughs> not to start any Texans players in that last week not named DeAndre Hopkins in that one. That was a pretty <laughs> solid one, too. Yep. <clears throat> uh, Savage seems to lock on to him, which, you know, at least he can do that. Brock, Brock could not. All right. Um, yeah. So on to this week's. Uh, I'm saying start New Johnson. Um, Interesting. Yeah, so he got on track last week. He's great receiving back against Jacksonville. Um, I mean, I, I, Jacksonville can be run on, and maybe Crowell gets it, but I think it's a Duke Johnson week. Um, you know, Kaiser looks to him a lot in dump-offs, and there's going to be a lot of situations where Kaiser's getting rushed, and he's going to need those dump-offs. Um, they're going to need to run some running back screens, you know. just They need to get it in Duke Johnson's hands if they want him this game because um, Corey Coleman's really good, and he would probably be back, but otherwise Duke Johnson's their best player. So I'm saying yeah. start Duke Johnson this week. Okay, I like it. Um, I think he's, he'll probably get you at least 10, so I like that. Um, I'm my start. I'm going to put Melvin Gordon here because he had a really bad week, and I think there's probably some people who are down on him. But the Bills have been really nice against the running backs lately. So don't sleep on Melvin Gordo. Him and Eckler could be posed for some solid, some solid points this week. All right. Uh, hit me with a quarterback stream um, if someone is – just hitting waiver wire for quarterbacks most weeks. You know, I'm probably going to bite the bullet for this one, but I'm going to say if you need a quarterback streaming option, I like Eli Manning this week. I don't like the Chiefs secondary. Um, They had a bye, so they might have fixed some things, and this will be very telling for that. The Chiefs need a win. They could go out and just dominate the Giants, which I can see happening. But you know what? Why the hell not? If you need a quarterback, I don't mind Eli this week. I don't love putting money on Eli, but I don't I, like I said, without Barry, the secondary has given up yardage like a lot. And yeah, I think rough. he'll find Shepard and I think he'll find Engram. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel you. All right. My stream, I'm going back to the well, uh, the magic well, the Fitz magic oh, no. well. Um, oh, no. It's Miami, dude. All right. He's going to have Mike <laughs> Evans back and he gets Miami. Um, you can do a lot worse than Fist Magic this week. I'm gonna say 250 and two TDs. And wow. He, and he has, he can run, so he may get like 25 yards on the ground team. Definitely. Yeah, definitely he likes to scramble. Yeah. All right, sleepers. My sleeper this week is JJ Nelson. You're gonna say, Ooh. oh man, it's Drew Stanton. It might be Blaine Gabbert. Why would I play an Arizona player? Well, <laughs> let me tell you why you're gonna play an Arizona player. Um. 
you're going to play an Arizona player because Arizona is playing Houston. Um, and Arizona is oh. actually a one-point favorite on the road at Houston. And Houston gets burnt by um, those speedsters. Houston gives up the big, big plays. We saw that with Robert Woods. We saw that with um, T.Y. Hilton. Like, they're giving up those really long plays because they get no pass rush. And um, what's his name? Uh, Jonathan Joseph, I think that's his name, right? The other mm-hmm. guy? Yeah, that's, it. that's um, him. Yeah, he's not as fast anymore. Uh, Kevin Johnson's been on and off with injuries. They're hurting. Their defense is bad. They can be burned, yeah. and J.J. Nelson is a burner. So, therefore, sleeper is J.J. Nelson. If nice. You, yep. Gonna, For the long touchdown, huh? Yep, yep. Okay, I like that. Um, my sleeper this week, and I'll talk about him in a little bit, is going to be Jason Witten. Um, he's not probably owned in every league because he's kind of just trudges along, gets his receptions, but isn't a huge splash guy. But this week against the Eagles, I like it. Um, he just plays well against the Eagles, and that's pretty much my only reasoning. He likes to do well against the Eagles, and it's a tough divisional matchup. And guess what? The Eagles are not great against the tight end. They have an exploitable secondary, and Dallas is going to try to win this game with Dak throwing it. So I like Witten a lot, actually. I like that pick. Now, um, sit. So I typed this in the <laughs> Google Doc, and Scott goes, oh, man, I was going to pick Golden Tate as my sit. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Listen, like, I could go back to Bitus, but Chicago's got a pretty good defense, and they've held – a lot of receivers in check. Now, Golden Tate, he, like, I'm not saying he's going to get you nothing. He will get you, you know, five for 50 maybe. Yeah, but I think that's all he's going to get you. Like, and with Golden Tate, you're hoping for more than five for 50. Like, right. I, I think I think that's going to be his ceiling in this game, personally. So that's, like, his upper limit for me. Chicago, like, I haven't I haven't been able to watch a lot of Chicago games, unfortunately, but they are, they are holding receivers in check. Like, yes. they're, like, you saw him against Carolina, right? Like, oh like, yeah, everyone that saw that game. Like, <laughs> it's embarrassing. Been, like, let me see points against receive. Like, I'm pulling up the fancy points against. So, Bears are there. One, two, three. All right, um, the Bears are the 12th best team against receivers. So, they they held Minnesota in check. They held Carolina kind of in check. Um, I mean, yeah, they, they did decent against Atlanta. Um, I mean, Green Bay got something on them last week, but I mean, that, that was a little bit of an oddity. I feel like I, they can cover that middle of the field pretty well, and that's where Golden Tate does all his work. Yep. I, I think Golden Tate will get receptions. I think he'll probably get at least five, six receptions, but I don't think he's going to find the end zone. I think the end zone is going to be for Galladay or uh, Marvin Jones. Because uh, you know, I, Stafford can throw or the Matt ball Prater. to whoever he needs to. Yeah, <laughs> or just Matt Prater. Yeah, that's why we both like Matt Prater this week. <laughs> yep. Yep. And um, your other guy you put in as a sit just because I stole a gold tape from you. Yeah, I just put in Richard Matthews. I don't love the matchup, and I think uh, if anyone's going to find the end zone, it's going to be Corey Davis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Steelers another team that defends the middle of the field well. Um, you know, Joe Hayden out. I think Corey Davis. Yeah, gets open. I like that sit too. Uh. So now our bold prediction. This is my favorite part. Um, mm. Nelson Aguilar will get two touchdowns this week, and but that'll probably put him what top five wide receiver, I imagine. So, okay, wow. listen, this is this is my same reasoning for last week. Dallas is good at defending wide receiver ones. 
but like otherwise, like you know, like we saw, Billy Jones held in check. Taylor Gabriel and Sanu had, sorry, Taylor Gabriel and Austin Hooper had pretty solid weeks. This is gonna, and so Nelson Aguilar is definitely better than those other guys and Natalie and other Hartilio Jones. So I'm just saying, I'll show you freeze. Gotta get out and check. And yeah, Nelson Aguilar is going to have himself a day. Wow. Okay. I, I do like that. Um, the only counter to that is I think Ertz is probably going to get one. So how many touchdowns is what Wentz going to throw? If um, Ertz gets one and um, so, I guess, I mean, three then three, three seems reasonable. Three seems reasonable for Wentz. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Very nice pick. Um, my bold prediction is just on Jason Witten. I think he'll have at least five receptions touchdown. Probably about seventy yards. He's gonna do well. I like, I like it. Whitney. I like it. Yeah, dude. That those old man routes. He <laughs> he nails it. He nails it. All right. Um, so hopefully you like those uh, those picks. Um, last one, last week went pretty decent. So um, I recommend you take our advice with um, some some trust and some respect. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, so on to our. Predictions and picks. So last week, uh, Scott went nine and five. I went eleven to three. Uh, oh, and then uh, our locks did indeed hit, except our um, upset did not. Now, Scott's upset was close. His went to overtime. That's 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 a pretty solid upset pick. And they um, were in the lead. Oh, they should have won. They should have won. Pickle yeah. Chargers. But they didn't. Um, but they didn't. I did say, though, I said at, at the very least, I'm taking the spread because they were minus four and they did lose by three. So if you made the bet that they would at least beat the spread, you're a pretty happy guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, my upset was the Bills <laughs> over the Saints. Oh, uh, that's that, all right. that was upsetting for someone. Um, and that's all <laughs> I have to say. All right. So, um, Mostly Bills fans. Yeah, so... <laughs> On to our picks for this week. Let's just kind of go through it pretty quickly. Um, so Tennessee at Pittsburgh. I've got Pittsburgh. Yeah, I also have Pitt in this one. Uh, if only purely because they're at home. Tennessee's a good team. They don't have Joe Hayden. I can see Tennessee winning it. But I'm going to take Pittsburgh, and I like the kickers in this one. Yeah, all right. Uh, Detroit at Chicago. I've got Detroit. Detroit as well, definitely. Yeah, all right. Kansas City at Giants. Kansas City, no, like, right? I'm actually not kidding. I'm taking Kansas City by a lot. Yeah, they <laughs> they are ten and a half point favorites. It's the biggest spread of the week. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, Eli get some garbage time and get some touchdowns. Um, but take the Chiefs in this one. All right, Tampa Bay at Miami. I am predicting a tie in this one. <laughs> like I am for real. Like it's it's gonna be a tie. Like we're gonna come back. It's gonna be a tie. I'm gonna look like a genius. Or look crazy. If it is a tie, oh man, that is actually going to be impressive. Um, yeah. Right now, I'm sticking with Tampa just because I don't like what I've seen out of Miami, especially in primetime games. And they're the Dominican Sue and Cameron Wake are good, and they're going to put a lot of pressure on Fitzpatrick. But you know what? Fitzpatrick likes to win when no one believes in him, and he likes to suck when everyone does. So if no one believes in him, he'll probably play well. I think Evans gets a touchdown this week. Um, so, I think Tampa Bay will put up some points with Fitz back there. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore, Green Bay. I'm picking Baltimore, if only because they're off the bye. Yep. I'm taking Baltimore as well. Um, 
we don't know if Brett Hundley is going to be 100%, and if he's not and he can't run, that takes away like half of his value. And Green Bay's offense is not great right now. So a weak Hundley against a very good Ravens defense, I'll take the Ravens. If Green Bay wins, then they're, you know, that's really, really good for them. Like, yeah. they're hanging on. All right, Rams at Minnesota. This is going to be a good game, which I don't think the schedule mm-hmm. makers expected originally. Um, I've got Minnesota. Yeah, and I went with the Rams almost exclusively because you went Minnesota, and it's, <laughs> it has to be split on this game because this is a fucking awesome matchup. I like the Rams' offense, and I like Wade Phillips, and I like that defense. Um, I think they're a little... I, I wanted to say the Rams are a little bit more of a complete team. I don't know if they are. The Vikings are just like. Imagine if the Vikings so had Jared right Goff now. right now. <laughs> oh my God! Could you imagine the and Vikings? They've got Teddy Bridgewater there, so. They do always say games are won in the trenches, and if that's the case, Minnesota should win this. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to give the Rams a chance, so I'll take the Rams. See what happens. Yeah. All right. Arizona at Houston. Uh, we both. Uh, yeah, I went Houston. You and Houston. Uh. Mm-hmm. I don't. I actually don't know if I like the Houston pick. I. I don't feel good about stand, this. This is. This I don't is either. The <laughs> closest game of the week, according to uh, Vegas. There's not a line yet. It's one point favorite Arizona. Yeah. It's, you know what? I'm gonna counter your tie in Miami, and I'm gonna say we're gonna get a tie <laughs> between Arizona and Houston. You know why? Because whenever there's a tie. The freaking Cardinals are involved in some capacity. So. Yeah, or the Bengals. But <laughs> I, I can see that game going tied this week. Anyway, uh, on God. to Jacksonville, Cleveland. Uh, I'm picking Cleveland. Oh, no. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with Jacksonville on the off chance that Cleveland's just going to go 0-16. But Jacksonville, uh, I think they're going to have a good run game this week with Fournette. Uh, don't buy with Jamie Collins getting hurt that the Browns will be able to stop Fournette as easily. And I don't know if the, I see the Browns had their best game of the week last week and they still lost by 14. So even with (laughs) the Browns are playing better, they are still the Browns and still make those kind of mistakes that other teams just don't make like the, clock management yep the clock management at halftime that was awful mm-hmm. it was ah oh, man the browns all right washington <laughs> i'm sorry yeah washington at new orleans um new orleans in this one oh. for me they're rolling and they're gonna keep on rolling watch washington win this one with <laughs> yeah. um i'm gonna stick with new orleans because i'm not gonna bet against them unless they give me a reason not to new orleans looks awesome right now on all fronts yeah, they're they're pretty good. They they're uh, watching them and Philly in what I presume to be the NFC Championship is going to be good. Um, let's see, Buffalo at the Chargers at the Chargers. You know, whatever. Um, uh, I'm going to pick Buffalo. I think they'll bounce back here. The Chargers have pretty much no home field advantage either. So they don't. But I am going to stick with the Chargers. They're all, they just lose so many games so close. I do not like Buffalo on the road. It's going to take the charges in this one. Mm-hmm. All right. Cincinnati at Denver. I have Denver in this one. Um, I think the defense bounces back. Uh, thanks in part to Andy Dalton and that offensive line. 
Yeah, no, and that's a really big reason to go with Denver. And, uh, God. Right now, I've got Cincy, and I, I'll stick with Cincy for now. Um, I think I just the Denver's defense the past few weeks has been terrible, at least the secondary. Yeah. And I think they will get sacks on Dalton. Um, but I think the Bengals' defense is the thing that no one's going to be talking about because I think they're going to be picking off Osweiler too. And as good as the Broncos' defense is, if they can't score, they're not going to win. Yeah, so yeah. who knows? All right. New England versus Oakland in Mexico. Um, they're going to have an offensive fiesta here. Um, yeah. Something to talk about. All right. Um, enough, <laughs> enough of the mildly very yeah, – I want to say racist, <laughs> just uh, uncultured, uninformed jokes. Anyway, um, I've got Oakland in this one because I'm a huge Oakland fan. And I'm going to take Oakland because I hate New England. <laughs> um, there we go. No, but bye. I, but. Yeah, no, I'm taking Oakland. Uh, not really any particular reason other than I really just think – that the Raiders are poised to have a solid second half of the year. Yeah, I said they made the playoffs, and if they're gonna, they're gonna have to win this game. So I'm True. sticking. With it. All right, um, Philly at Dallas. I've got uh, Philly in this one, um, especially a Tyrant's out, but I still think Philly's gonna win anyway. So this is gonna be uh, my upset of the week, actually. Uh, I think Philly and Dallas split. So with it being in Dallas, I am going to be going with Dallas this week. I think they're going to, even with Tyron Smith out, I think they're going to make adjustments on the line to help protect Dak better. And I think the Cowboys are going to come into this and get a win. Yep, yep. Lastly, on Monday night, ooh, this is going to be a good one. Atlanta at Seattle. I have Atlanta. Um, Seattle's got too many injuries on that uh, in the secondary. Yeah, no, I also am going Atlanta. And it's actually more the fact that I like the narrative of the Falcons. Um, start off the season a little slow last year, made it to the Super Bowl. This season, we're seeing a pretty similar thing. They beat a good Dallas team. Yeah, they, need, Dallas, they needed that win. That was a statement for them. That was energizing. I think even with Freeman out, I think Matt Ryan will do pretty well against a rather depleted Seahawks secondary. Yeah, all right, so locks upsets of the week. Uh, we didn't mention this beforehand, but um, I've got Denver over Cincinnati as my lock of the week. Uh, uh, there's a theme here. They all involve Cincinnati. Um, I, prefer, <laughs> I prefer being on the side against Cincinnati just because that's safer. The one week I did pick them, though, they did come through, barely. But, yeah, I've got Denver over Cincinnati as my lock of the week. So here's, here's my narrative for the game. Um, I think they activate Paxton Lynch. I think Osweiler throws two interceptions in the first 20 minutes of play. And they throw <laughs> Paxton Lynch in, and he saves the day. That is my narrative for this game. Um, now, if Paxton Lynch is not active, then it's different, but, you know, whatever. Um, but I, I, I hope they activate Paxton Lynch soon. They, What else are they going to do? But, um, yeah, I'm saying Denver over Cincinnati with that narrative. Wow, okay. I like Very it. specific lock. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be really interesting if that happens. We always want to see Paxton Lynch. We just yes. can't really get to see him on the field. My lock is uh, Detroit's only a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Chicago, and I'm taking that. Detroit is going to roll. I think they're going on a streak right now. Uh, they have some good matchups, build some confidence. I like them over Chicago, and I'd probably take the points too, even if it is a kicker battle. Um, I, don't, I don't see Chicago beating them, so I'm taking Detroit. All right, I like, I like it. 
Now, my upset of the week, um, you might have caught on when I didn't pick. Uh, last week, I said San Francisco would get their first win. They did. This week, Cleveland's going to get their first win over Jacksonville. All right, all right, all right. Now, you know, I know you're saying it's Cleveland. <laughs> I get that, all right? I get that. It's Cleveland. <laughs> it's, it's the Browns. They are seven, what is it, uh, seven and a half point underdogs with OA now 37 point over under. It's been changed since I last checked. Um, <laughs> so here, okay, here's the thing. Out. I mentioned this earlier. The Jaguars don't want to throw because they can't throw. Um, True. If the Jaguars win this, it will only be because Mercedes Lewis has a good game. Um, if Mercedes nice. Lewis scores, then Jacksonville has a chance. But um, uh so like Cleveland matches up well with Jacksonville. They can cover one receiver really well. McCourty is a stud. Um, they can hold the slot down well. So, but what about I mean, Jacksonville's defense against Deshaun Kaiser? Oh, oh no, I'm not saying they're not going to get in trouble. <laughs> I'm just saying that I think of the teams that it's it's going to be low scoring. I'm, I'm putting the over. I'm going to say the over under is 30 here, but um, wow. okay, maybe not that low, but like. Uh, the, the over under 37 is pretty accurate, but like, like like I mentioned, Cleveland matches up pretty well with Jacksonville. They can stop the run, and not just because they can't stop the pass. Um, it's because that they allow. I think they allow the fewest yards here in the league, or if not close. Um, Devin McCourty is going to lock down Marquise Lee, and if um, if Burnett can't run the ball and Lee can't catch the ball, Blake Bortles is going to throw some picks. So and Cleveland's going to get some sacks. So Cleveland is my upset of the week. Wow. All right. I like it. And, and of course, oh, I mentioned and, earlier. And Jacksonville always plays out of the competition because it's Jacksonville. So. Fair enough. Did lose to the Jets. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So as I said earlier, my upset, I'm taking Dallas over Philly. I'm not, I don't think Philly's like bad by any means. I think it'll be a great, really good divisional game. I just, I'm going to take Dallas in the event of a split in the division. I like that. I like it. So um, we got a couple questions. Uh, I know we mentioned I, I addressed sort of some of the guys that are low owned. Um, I know Josh asked about which player each position available, and at least thirty percent of leagues has the best playoff matchups. Oh, matchups. Yeah. So okay, some quarter. So quarterbacks to look at. Um, ben Roethlisberger. He's definitely available in a lot of leagues. Um, he's got some great matchups in the playoffs. He's got. Uh, New England, Houston, um, some running backs to look at. Um, like I mentioned, DeMarco Murray. Well, he's not easy. He's owned. But um, let's <laughs> see. Um, who does Rex Burkett have? Rex Burkett has uh, Pittsburgh and Buffalo. Eh, okay, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, let's see. Who, who else we got? Because with run, running backs are a little harder to look at. Um, just because you know, yeah, there aren't many available. Um, let's see, what's Latavius Murray got? Who's he got in the playoffs? Um, Cincinnati and Green Bay. Okay, that might not be a bad one. Green Bay might be a decent option, but um, the running backs more week to week. Like like I said, Samaj P. Ryan or Jamal Williams are guys that if you can grab, get them. Just because, like, I mean, there's not many running back waiver options each week that are available, unless you can try to cycle Patriots backs. It's about all I can think of, but um. Hey, uh, Marquise Lee, I think, is he uh, might not be owned in every league, and he's got Indianapolis Week 13, 
Houston week 15 and San Fran week 16. Oh, that's um, a great call. Uh, so those are some good matchups. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. All right, uh, let's see. Quarterbacks, I mentioned, um, yeah, I mentioned Roethlisberger. Um, who else we got? Who else we got? Who else we got? Let's see. We, we doing quarterbacks? Just anyone. Oh, um, Eli Manning doesn't have a bad. He's got Dallas, Philly, Arizona, weeks 15 to 16. Mm. Um, let's see. Bortles gets Houston and San Francisco, weeks 15 and 16. Uh, if you want to say you avoid your playoffs with Bortles. <laughs> I'm going to put my playoff hopes on Blake Bortles. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, Phillip Rivers, rest of the way. Buffalo, Dallas, Cleveland, Washington, Kansas City, Jets. Phillip Rivers could be a guy. Quarterbacks are a lot easier to find. Running backs, I, I don't know if I can give you all any running backs. Um, like, like I said, unless you would gamble on a Patriots running back or something, that's about all I can tell you. Maybe theoretic. Like, but I'm just going to say all these, the, the handcuffs you mentioned earlier are guys to get on um, now for sure. Yeah. Um, some receivers. Let's take a look. Um, yeah, Marquise Lee's a good one. Um, Ted Ginn. He's got Washington Rams, Carolina stuff, but 14, he's got Atlanta. 15, he's got Jets. 16, he's got Atlanta again. So that's not a bad one. Jets, definitely. That, against the deep, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so th- there's there's a couple. Um, any tight ends I can think of? Mar- Marquise Goodwin. Oh, yeah. Keep mentioning him, yeah. Um, Hunter Henry also has a lot of really good matchups coming up um, to go along with Phillip Rivers. So um, he's got Washington, Kansas City, Jets, week 14 through 16. So, yeah. Another guy uh, I like is, uh, oh, yeah, no, I keep going. And any tight end who plays the Giants or the Browns. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cole Beasley's got some decent matchups. Uh, I like him to step forward a little bit towards the end of the year with Dak and them needing to throw a little more. Um, let's see. They've got the Giants. Uh, Oakland, Oakland secondaries, but and then they got Seattle, who's a little weak in the secondary too right now. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, see any defensive? See the defensive one is kind of tougher just because it's usually a week to week thing. Yeah. Um, see if the the Chargers get the Jets week sixteen. That might be a bad one. Um, no. Bengals get Chicago week fourteen. Uh, Falcons get Tampa week 15. Uh, I'm just kind of throwing stuff out there. The oh the bra or the Bills get Indy and Miami weeks 14 and 15. So I'm just you can just go and kind of look at playoff schedules. So there's definitely some guys to um, look at. The running backs are the hard one to find. I mean I, maybe Chris Ivory could be a good one because Houston, San Francisco, maybe just a pure volume. Uh, Jonathan Stewart he gets Tampa week 16 and Green Bay week 15. So Jonathan Stewart don't like the name. <laughs> But he's so so. Josh, there's a running back for you. Um, <laughs> let's see. And then uh, Jolly asked about um, talking about the playoff push, um, which we definitely talked about a lot. And on the flip side, what do you recommend to people who are out of the playoff push to kill time? Um, let's see. Get into fantasy basketball. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. If you've got a keeper league, um, obviously try to stockpile keepers. Um, I know in our league, and um, most of the leagues I'm in are keeper leagues. Um, actually, all of them are. So um, that's kind of a time where if you know you're not going to make the playoffs, or you could, but your team's not good, try to sell pieces um, for draft money or draft picks or you know good keeper value options to you know, try to bolster roster for next year. 
Um, I always try to play for this year, especially when I don't win it, which which I am luckily. But um, you know, if you're in the playoff push and you can buy pieces that cost you draft picks or draft money, do it. Do it. Don't be afraid to sacrifice some of your next year because you know maybe you will have a down year, but you know maybe that encourages you to study that much more, find all the good sleepers, um, really really um, work on um, the draft prep, and you know. You'll, you'll find a way to get there each year, even if you give up a lot of track stuff. Nice. But um, for yeah, for those who are out the push, uh, try to sell your keepers. If you're uh, if you're not, uh, you know, it's it's always kind of fun to, uh, especially if you know the people, to spoil someone's playoff chances or <laughs> uh, pick up a guy who everyone needs. Um, just <laughs> kind kind of be the douche to everyone in your league a little bit. That's part <laughs> of fun of basic football. But um, if uh, if you're if this year you're you think you're done um look look to next year um look at um you know players who are going to be in contract years look for um players who you think might change teams um breakout candidates you want to look for those uh second year quarterbacks sometimes um who do you think is going to have a sophomore slump who do you think is going to break the rookie wall um wide receivers in their third year tend to have that breakout um just you know got Start looking towards next year. I know it seems early, but you know maybe start watching some college football and <laughs> look at some tape on some guys who could be in the league next year. You know, it's yeah, never too early are, to start. Rookies are making more and more of an impact every year, especially at running back. You know, it's funny. Every year we hear, "Oh, this position has trouble." Like this year, it was, "Oh, like all these rookie tight ends, like tight ends have trouble." Um, and then we see Evan Ingram light Oof. up the league. So. Yeah, do 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 your homework um, if you think you are struggling, because you know you might you might uncover um, that guy that guy who's going to win you your league next year, um, who no one else knows about or no one else believes in. Some guy took Kareem Hunt literally the pick before I was going to in my <laughs> draft, and it's changed everything. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Look at one oh, pick before. Another great one. Um, Especially in the offseason, look at uh, where teams draft guys and the moves teams make to get players. Um, if a team gives up some draft picks to move up to get a guy or to acquire a guy in a trade, um, that might mean a lot. Um, maybe look at wide receivers who got into a new system this year um, before the season or in the middle of the season and evaluate if you think they can you know, fix that next year. Because you know, going into a new system for a receiver can be kind of tough. Um, yeah, Evan yeah. Ingram is the wide receiver, or sorry, the tight end four right now so crazy and that's on average so yeah like finding the right guys can really make a difference um so if just prep just prep for next year if you um you're out of it um mozzie you got anything to add oh no i think you about covered it uh, my thing is always to just start looking at the rookies like i've been paying attention to all the quarterbacks this year and trying to see who i think is going to be um or a bus so far in the NFL and who's going to be going forward. I'll be honest, I'm not big on all of them. Not big on Darnold. Yeah. At all. Baker Mayfield's my guy. <laughs> I love okay. watching. He's, I, I like his moxie is what I'm going to say. Moxie. That's a good way to put it. But, um, yeah, so this is going to come out kind of late. Uh, might have gone a bit long, but, you know, it's fun. We enjoy this. Uh, doing it regardless of the time or, um, yeah. So this has been fantasy football with Mozzie and the muscle. Um, next week there will not be a podcast um, because I will be 
out of town. This is the first time Scott is hearing about this as well. So um, <laughs> two weeks two weeks from now, uh, we will make sure to really bring it, bring it, bring it. And uh, thank sure. you, everyone who's listening. And if you have any good questions uh, we want us to address, just let us know.